That are on draft fans. We truly appreciate you joining us each and every week as we go over the news and interview someone from the industry. If you subscribe to us on iTunes, please leave us a rating and review it. Helps us get our word out. Also, take this time to go to our Facebook and like it. Check out the daily lulls for lunch that Matt posts. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. The name for all three is Better on Draft. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel for video of every episode, youtube.com forward slash betterondraft, as well as check out our untapped page for what we drank each and every Friday night under the name Bod Podcast. Also, you can watch us live and chat with us while we are live at twitch.tv forward slash Bod Podcast every Friday from 7 p.m. until 9 p.m. Eastern. And no matter what you think of our show, we think it's Better on Draft. The Better on Draft podcast is recorded live in Royal Oak, Michigan. Now, pop that 40 and kick back with your hosts, Dan, Nick, Ken, Rob, Matt, and Angela. And we are live, episode 132 of the Better on Draft podcast. It is gorgeous outside, Memorial Day weekend, and we have a table filled with beer uh, and ready to be drank. Uh, missing today is Nick and Rob and Dan. those guys. Well, Dan's Dan just shows up kind of like when it happens. He's just like, hey, I'm, I'm here. I think like, he, he doesn't even call and tell me he's in, like, in town. He's just like, hey, I'm showing up. I can hear Nick here. I'm sure someone just told a joke because I can hear his laugh from. He, he does. He does have a very. It's not like even a belly laugh. It's just like a a back of the throat laugh. But uh, we do have a guest in studio today. Multiple uh, guests. Multiple guests. Yes, guests as in uh, you know plural. You can plural guests without having to say guests or multiple guests. Is that true? Typically, you use the s. <laughs> that. I don't know. Typically, that's I don't, all I, know I, know I, I don't. I don't. This is not better on English. This <laughs> I didn't is not need to English on draft. <laughs> oh my god! Jeez, we're just cracking open so many beers. Matt, what's going on today? I can. Uh, I have took a pilgrimage to the Zatuna Liquor in Rochester Hills, oh, just great south store. of Fifty Nine, and I picked up a little bit of a plethora. It, um, it, t- it just tastes like juice. Well, what did you, what did you just sample? The pineapple yeah, tangerine. So, um, I cracked the pineapple tangerine fruit school, which I had at Ale Mary's a couple weeks ago, which is pretty much if they can Sunny D. I remember this being in my lunchbox as a child, this being almost trading currency in elementary school. Um, Get the snack pack <clears throat> for it. But this is super good. Uh, it's basically, it, you know, 5% alcohol, a little uh, 4.5% alcohol, crushable can. And then... I think that other drink tastes more like Sunny D. This yeah. wonderful large battery that I was given <laughs> from Jack's Tuna is the Cody Austin Juice Berliner Weiss with passion fruit, mango, and white peach. Here, let me see it so I can throw it in front of the camera. And it uh, apparently is out of Richmond, Virginia. And Angela has saw it before I even walked in. <laughs> and it's delicious. It's basically a bigger thing of, of, uh, of Sunny D. So it is... Quite good. Are you uh, still on your Maduro kick? So I accidentally left these here yesterday or last week. Somebody oh. put them in the fridge, and so they were cold when I got here. It's so kind of I was uh, very happy. Well, they didn't drink them. 
Um, also very good. Last time I left beer here, I left four bottles of No Rules from Perrin. And literally that night, I said, hey, I left these bottles. Can you make sure you grab them? And somebody said, well, I already drank one. Stop. Are you serious? Honest to God, that Who was the response. One? So it was warm, like room temp, not even warmed up to room temp. It was just straight room temp. And I'm like, who? Because none of the people here in the studio are beer snobs like us. So it's not like they would appreciate like a beer like that at that type of temperature even. And I'm like, so some animal just grabbed a beer not knowing what it was and just. So come to find out. Um, it was the studio manager took all the bottles home and thought her boyfriend drank it, who he didn't, and I got all four bottles without any issues, so I was okay. But I like for the minute, like, I mean, she was up front and said, "Oops," and it's not like uh, I don't know where it went. It was just. Is oops. that the one with the punchable face? Um, I don't know. Okay, Angela, what's going on? What's going on? What are you drinking over there? You got four glasses. Um, I'm on a new Glarus kick right now. So we've got some Crambic, and then I've got all the Absolutely. juice from Matt. I have some, I'm assuming, fresh boss tweed. And then I also brought some that fresh beautiful cellared beer when I was cleaning out my basement. So I have a boss tweed vert. Oh, sweet. <laughs> a boss tweed vert. Uh, four cans from the past year. Including the first time it was canned, so we can Whoa, compare. That's awesome, guy. That's awesome, man. <laughs> that's this great. Ha- man. This is what happens when you don't drink that much, but you have a lot of beer. Good. No, that's so. great. So, for the record, you guys don't have a Boss Tweet or an M43 Vert sitting somewhere? I mean, we recommend that people don't <laughs> sell them. So, I, uh, I mean, you don't I, have like a can from each release just sitting somewhere? The, I actually I actually do have a rolling, I mean, obviously we keep a rolling inventory of our beer for quality control, uh, but generally that only lasts for about three months and then we'll move forward because it's usually, it's not usually, it's off the shelf uh, in three months. So Off um, the shelf and in my basement. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Um, but but I will keep a random can and keep it warm and force test. And so I've got one on my desk right now from late February. So what's kind of crazy though is, is that all these beers we nobody even thought to pick up psychedelic cat grass today. What's that? I That's tried the, it already. The the triple IPA out of shorts that got bottled today. A today PA. A, a today PA. Well, the hops already so, fell off. Um, I feel like nobody really mentioned the fact that Vivant did that last week. With their that um that IPA that I brought, I think it's called Ritual IPA. I didn't know it was they did the it same last concept week. that they, I believe, they kegged, uh, packaged, distributed in 24 hours or so. And I, th- I mean, we all tried it. I thought that was a great beer. I didn't get a lot of love for Catgrass today, so I don't know if it's just you know the excitement's not there anymore because they've done it a few times or what. But I was kind of surprised. So I just had that. Cody juice thing. It literally looks and tastes just like like pineapple juice or something like that. So like, maybe maybe jet someone in a brewery somewhere put pineapple juice in this can and sent their kid to school with threw a fruit <laughs> hops in it and called it a beer. So we we kind of jumped ahead as our uh, guests in studio today. Uh, Old Nation out of Williamston. Williamston. I, was, I keep wanting to say Williamsburg. I'm like, oh, that's not it. Williamston. Uh, <laughs> Michigan, and pretty much the the not founders of the New England IPA style in Michigan, but um, the ones that do it right and do it the most. I think that's fair to say. We do a lot of it. How many New England IPAs have you made? Different ones. Mm. Uh, not not as many as some folks that don't 
do the volume we do, honestly. I think like five. Five, yeah, I could maybe? Go through and six, count, five or six? Yeah. Five or six? Yeah. Now, well, I guess seven Bef- now. Before all your variants, too, like sh- tart strawberry. Yeah, I don't count that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it has its own label. and That was just M43 with some flavoring in it. We wrote a big uh, blog about it. Well, yeah. you just you have some Kool-Aid laying around and just put the powder in it? Not Kool-Aid, but no. not far off. So, I mean, but it goes into this, uh, uh, the answer beer uh, as well, right? So uh, the ways that you can introduce fruit or fruit flavorings into a beer um, kind of limit us in the context of a New England IPA, particularly one that we want to distribute. Um, so the choice that we made was to use flavoring in that beer. It worked. Yeah, I mean, that's how we've always made it um, for, for a number of different reasons. But I, I mean, I'd love to talk about all that stuff with you, but I don't want to launch right into it. Uh, kind of what we're here I mean, for. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's I mean, I just want to go like technical right away. <laughs> we are. Do, do you want me to ask you the same questions I asked you the first or second time you Maybe came? If in you asked me the same questions you asked me the first time, it would be kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would have to study that. Yeah, be, yeah. So, how did you get into brewing? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about Germany. I trip, yeah, yeah. It's it's a. Uh, so it's uh, there, there, there's essentially, uh, there's like two different ways to get fruit, like real fruit flavor into beer. Um, and both of them have to do with aging the beer on fresh fruit. Uh, aging is not an option with a New England IPA. So you really have two options to you at that point, which is essentially doing what the answer is doing, which is using you know either uh, fruit pulp or puree or nectar or juice. Good goodness, and sort of mixing it with the beer itself, uh, which is why you'll notice those beers have a relatively low alcohol content uh, because they've been they've been cut with juice, uh, which is fine, right? Cherry it tastes season. fantastic. Um, but that uh, isn't an option for us when we distribute because you're putting the reason why that looks like a bundle of dynamite. Yeah. Right? Is because uh, you can't keep it warm because that's live yeast in there and you're introducing sugar from the, from the juice or puree. Um, so it will tend to want to ferment as yeast does. We know folks that have put these in their basement and forgotten about them and then beer hit the ceiling. Happens a lot. Yeah. It, it's nothing wrong with that beer. I mean, they're telling you by the label on the can. If you read the can, it's Oh, it, yeah. You know, I guess I didn't all... really kind of put all those things together. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's, uh, that's kind of the deal with those beers. So it's great if you're selling them in crowlers out of your pub. Um, and control them until the customer gets them. But um, we know uh, through kind of hard experience that we can't always count on our retailers to keep this beer cold, and so it wasn't really an option for us. Um, the other option is, as I said in the blog, a little bit more brutish, and that's essentially choosing your best extract and putting that in. Um, and, you know, like I said, we released this this long blog post that talked about all this uh, before we released the Strawberry RP, uh, M43. And... Uh, you know, it's it, it, it's an interesting beer, dude, and a lot of people liked it. I'm happy that they liked it, but it's not really our thing centrally, you know? Now, did that – I'm sure the answer is yes. Did you get hate because of this of this concept of putting out the blog post beforehand? Did you get people no. saying – I mean, we did get a lot of people saying, well, I don't like it because it tastes like extract, you know? <laughs> and we were kind of like, well, like – yeah, <laughs> it would. We put extra. Uh, but, I, but I mean, also what we were saying was, look. Did you say it was true to taste? What's no? that? The extract? Yeah, I mean, I said it was, yeah, I mean, I said, you know, it's it's the best strawberry extract for this application we could find. And we went through several. Um, but I also said, you know, there are a lot of beers that people drink all the time that they may not know contain uh, extracts or even artificial flavorings. And so, um, 
you know, I, I don't know. I, it would, I, the, <laughs> flavoring beers uh, with fruit is, is great. Um, you know, I spent a lot of time as a young guy in the Belgian tradition. Um, but, uh, you know, that's, that's not essentially the direction that we really want to go in. So we went small in terms of the amount that we put out there. Uh, the response was huge. Um, and we got probably more hate for not making enough of it than we did for what's in it or what it tastes like. So the trolls came out. Yeah. yeah, but they do every time now, you know. I mean, you can't. Welcome to the beer world. Yeah, it doesn't really. No, yeah, it's fine. Did you expect people to not want that, though? I mean, it's something did, completely new. I, I didn't expect people to not want it, but I didn't want it to become a hallmark of Old Nation Brewing Company. Right? I didn't do it to piss people off, honestly, but I just didn't, you know, we didn't want to do a lot of it. Now, is that, you guys did a, had a handle of that or a keg of that at the Fall Beer Fest, right? Yeah. Didn't that did. go in like seven seconds? I mm-hmm. mean, it's as, as long as it, it was an open handle. Yeah. You know, so there, it was a timed tapping. Right. Um, it wasn't an official time tapping. When we got there, we told some of the folks as they were coming up, when are you going to do it? And we said, I forget what time it was. Yeah. Seven, was. because I was, was pouring somewhere else <laughs> at that point. And I was unable Sorry. to get any. Sorry, man. Yeah. Um, Thank you. But, I mean, but so, yeah. So then um, it... Yeah, people went, people went crazy for it. I mean, there's stuff that we don't like doing. We're a private company. We reserve the right to not like to do it, you know, and to do it, you know, to say thanks to a few folks and and uh, and not continue to is, is maybe one of the other rights we'll reserve. We'll see. So what's the next variant or next version or next play? I have it here. Uh, nothing on M43 is planned right now. Um, but we have Greenstone, which will be replacing the cart horse, which used to be the boxer, uh, next week. Uh, in the open market. We're not doing a pub release uh, of this or the other shoulder brand that will be re- uh, replacing the Boss Tweed, which is called Full Earth. Um, oh. Yeah, both of them use uh, Michigan hops. So we've been fiddling around with using Michigan hops in these in this style since early last year with the Greenstone in its first iteration. Um, and we like them. We like to use those hops. It's, it's kind of counterintuitive. We're also using some, uh, in the full earth at least, cryo, laurel, um, and some other kind of counterintuitive hops for the style, but they, they really work. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, are you going to just oh, sit on it all night, Mark? Or do you, <laughs> hey, you want to share? You, you want to drink this? Is that what you're saying? I mean, I, I wouldn't, okay. I I wouldn't be right. mad if you said, Here was a, here's a glass. I will handle this. This is. I'm not going to pass the growler. We'll just go cut that. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. So yeah, I mean, I'm excited about this. But uh, I also brought some Vienna Lager, uh, which you guys will be the first folks to taste. Also, this Greenstone, you're the first to taste this year. Um, outside of the two or three brewers. So you kind of glossed it over real quick, and I want to kind of get to it. What happened with Boxer? Oh, we got a cease and desist from a. Um, company that is owned by a holding company in Bermuda. Uh, and apparently they sell a lager or sold a lager in the Canadian market called Boxer. They had like a Boxer Light and a Boxer and a Boxer Menthol. And yes, those big menthol. 36 yeah. packs. Could be. Yep. Yeah. Why are you looking oh, at me like that? I didn't that. know. I didn't know. So, uh, you know, when we did our U.S. Uh, search, it, it came up nothing. And uh, apparently we should have gone into Canada, so... They said stop. We said cool. Now it's cart horse. <laughs> we named it after the uh, horse in um, Animal Farm. Not so. the fact that you put the cart before the horse in naming it. That was fun. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, we said that a lot. Uh, <laughs> but the boxer we named after the horse in Animal Farm. Uh, and so cart horse was an easy conceptual leap from there. Okay. I'm actually looking at this. Uh, Is it not the 36-pack? Am I, am I, I don't think so, but I'm looking at it. So it, there, there's some type. I'm, I'm assuming the holding company in Bermuda 
owns the Minhas Microbrewing in Calgary. Is I that, guess. I guess that's yeah. The, yeah, that's the one. Because yeah. I'm looking at it, and they have like a full line of Boxer, like Boxer Light, Boxer Gluten-Free. All gluten-free. Um, yeah. Like a full line of Boxer beer. Yeah. Uh, Boxer Hard Root Beer. Yeah, oh. they have those. They, they come in 36 packs for it. like 10 bucks at a party store. I I, I think Canada? you're making No, here. Things. They yeah, <clears throat> I feel like you're thinking of like game day beer from. Uh... No, no, I assure you, I've seen stacks of that beer. Well, anyway, they told us to stop, and we did. <laughs> so like, confusion... was it? It was that civil. You're just like white flag, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm you know, I, these guys were clearly litigious and ready to fight, and I'm not. So we changed the name. So I found I found your 36 pack for 10.99. There you go. Um, on a website. Uh, God, that must taste like gasoline. Giving them the credit, uh, beardsandbooze.com. Okay. Well. Uh, so it's from, from seven years ago. Uh, it says worst beers ever, number ten, boxer lager. Well, I guess you don't want that reputation. So yeah. you should kind of yeah. we, welcome that. We scene. didn't stress out about. Yeah, it. we we really didn't stress out too much because I mean honestly, we had we I think we maybe had released like two hundred cases of boxer into the market like last spring. Um, so uh, you know we didn't. We also maybe at the end too. of your like uh, graphics role for that one as well. What's, what do you mean? You didn't have any more, like, can labels. graphic, can oh, labels, yeah. so you're like, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Yeah. Well, we, we had, got yeah. new anyway. Well, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty you much. Know, a half a roll left that our, yeah. um, you know, collector's edition. <laughs> right. And yeah, now yeah. Pe- people can check into two different beers on Untapped and get, you know, an extra, <laughs> you know, get get closer to that It's IPA. important to get Some those badges. numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Have yeah. you Let's seen them up. the ratings be different on Cart Horse versus Boxer? No, uh, no, I haven't looked between them. I, I out of production the boxer, okay. so it is a whole different deal. So we could look and find out. It'd be humorous to see. It would be humorous. What yeah. people thought of one versus the well, other. Well, we have had people, you know, it's the same thing uh, every year, right? We've had people say, well, I mean, it's better than Boxer. I don't like it as much as Boxer, whatever. But, you know, that, that makes sense. It's been a year or so since anybody's had it. That's it's crazy. Yeah. Well, so you've been right. Why is everything a... so sweet we're tasting today? I just had that Crambic. Yeah, that's super sweet. Oh, I feel my like God. That's that's... Great, I feel like that's a really great that's... beer, though. It was good, but right. it's just like... <laughs> what? I, say it, I, like I say this every time I drink a New Glarus beer. I don't think anybody has a better food program. I know. I can either. someone in Michigan maybe <laughs> maybe take on the uh, challenge? I'm a, yeah, I would love to. Honestly, I would love to. I All right, to we're going to take a break from M43. We're going <laughs> to try something new. Yeah, we're just going to stop, guys. We just stop this break. Can we record this conversation you have with the owner? This is the phenomenon that they're going to take on a fruit program that's going to blow everyone else out of the water. In Nobody lieu, in Michigan's doing it. In lieu of M43, you're, that the owner's going to like shit his pants. Yeah. So here, yeah, Martha Ford, hey Lions, we're going to stop playing football. Well, we're going to go do squash. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're going to go play in the disc league. <laughs> yeah, they're going to go play <laughs> ultimate disc golf or ultimate disc uh, well, ultimate mean, frisbee. Could you Honest, imagine? <laughs> honestly, I love Lambic beers and blended sours, I think are, I mean, in, in terms of art, that's you know, I don't think there's more art anywhere in brewing. Why do you think more people blending. in Michigan aren't doing it though? Doing that specific like fruit forward. It. I mean, I. It's expensive to do and time consuming. So I mean, it's taken up a lot of your real estate as you're carrying all the cost of the fruit and you know the beer. And if you're doing it in barrels, then barrels as well. Um, they have to be rotated appropriately. So there's labor involved. Um, 
Uh, to be completely frank, I don't know how New Glarus is doing it and selling them for so cheap. Uh, unless I haven't seen their facility, unless they have a huge facility that just it's is like for a this. castle. I mean, I don't know about the brewing specifically, but I mean, the whole grounds yeah. feels like a castle. I just think New Glarus is fantastic, and I haven't disliked anything that I've had from New Glarus, and I could talk about how great I think they am without really knowing anything about them forever. The strawberry rhubarb beer I had even was fantastic. My God, I fiend for it. It's yeah. like top it's so five good. beers I've ever had in my life. It, it's that All good. I think about when I want a good fruit beer. Yep. I never even used to like fruit beers. Right. But they're, I mean, like they're nailing acidity, which is crucial in fruit beers, right? If you don't have an acidity that mimics the acidity of that fruit, that's problematic, right? Plus, you need to balance out the sweetness of the fruit anyways. So well, you, yeah. You can't have just that sweet on sweet on sweet. Right. Well, and you have to prevent, I mean, you want to prevent fermentation of the fruit also, you know what I mean? Because you do need some of that sweetness in the backbone. Um, and so all that stuff is difficult. I mean, you have to then pasteurize, at least flash pasteurize. So pasteurize before it gets into whatever container it's destined to be in. Um, in addition to blending in any sour program is super important, and that takes, it takes time to develop your palate to the extent that you can blend. Um, so even people who are experts don't exactly remember what the last thing they tasted was necessarily. And they've got maybe, in the case of you know a lot of Belgian beers, seven or eight completely different beers that they have to somehow blend in order to make the, the beer consistent for the, for the customer. Aren't there certain like chemical measurements that you can – markers that you can use to do that or is it still yeah, palate-based? They're inelegant uh, right now. You know? I mean it's, it's, you, you, it's difficult to say – uh, from any chemical, you can certainly say that, you know, this pH, it has this acidity, right? So it's this tart or sour. Um, but it's difficult to say by any, you know, sort of chemical testing means that, for example, this has the right amount of brett flavor, right, in it. Um, it either does or it doesn't, and that's up to the palate of the of the brewer, the blender. Um, so Belgian beer, in I think its purest form, is not about brewing. It's it's really about blending. There, that's what I'd get off my soapbox about. That. I think it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> You've been on quite the press junket of late. Yeah. So <laughs> what, you were saying that you're, the last 72 hours have been kind of all over the place. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, the brewery's still going nuts. Um, and we're putting on this uh, uh, lager festival uh, next Saturday, which is um, why we've Holy been talking to so many shit, people. shit, that's coming up so fast. Yeah. I didn't yeah. even put two and two together. <laughs> yeah, man. I was thinking like later in summer. No, so no, June second, uh, you can yeah. buy tickets at oldnationbrewing.com or at uh, the Williamston International Festival of Lagers website, which is wifol dot beer. Wifel. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's got a Whose neat little acronym. You can. Uh, I think Mark and I were talking about. I think we, it was a joke at first. Right? We were driving to Grand Rapids. Yeah, I think maybe yeah. we were talking about how popular M forty three was, and I was like, you know, if this gets really popular, I'm going to do a fucking lager festival and see how many people don't show up to that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so we did. I mean, we invited a, I mean, a bunch of people we really respect uh, from Michigan and from you know all over the U S. And is that why my invite got lost in the mail? Other countries. <laughs> I mean, not people. <laughs> Brewers. Okay. You can come. You just okay. got to pay 35 bucks. Okay. Hey, he's, he's, he's brewed once. Wait, do we get a souvenir glass? Because I definitely Actually, need more of those. Actually, I'll buy you a ticket for that sausage. Oh, hey, I swear to God. Go. Thank you. And I will tell you one thing. Not my person. Now we're even. No, 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 no. The sausage, sausage you made. Oh, um, I, I did set this up earlier today, too. Um, this uh, podcast has a, a special promo code. So for those that will listen or are watching on Twitch, you can uh, – 
get five dollars off your ticket if you use the promo code. And I'm not kidding. Shut up, Matt Bush. Really? That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah. So if you Wait, that's just B U S H. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Right. Yeah. Not like, like the uh, president. Not, right. Yeah, right. the president, not, not the, the beer. beer. Right. Yeah. So shut up, Matt Which Bush. Promo code. <laughs> and become this is full amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Did you actually use it? No, I just okay. put <laughs> <laughs> pizza as your background. Yeah, pizza and puppies, okay? Yeah. You got a problem with that, Matt? No, not at all. You're going to take it up with her, and I don't <laughs> think you want to. Well, we're a struggling podcast. We hardly get anybody to, <laughs> to reach us. So you probably won't get anybody to tell me to shut up. Which, that's fine. It, it's a first. It that's really okay. is. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, if we sell one, then we feel like we've won. I feel, I feel like game. that. I would yeah. feel like that. <laughs> But I mean, it's turning out to be actually the response is pretty good, and we, you know, we have a lot of lager that I'm at least I'm really excited about. And, uh, I mean, we've got lager coming from around the world. We've got uh, the one that we just um, solidified today is Heater Allen out of Portland, who does 1,200 barrels a year. They will never distribute in Michigan. You know, they it's a three man deal, and you know, the owner's the delivery driver. Um, and they is, are. Is he drive Hayden here? He is not. Oh. Uh, we had to arrange for uh, for someone else to do a that FedEx for him. FedEx guy, but yeah. essentially, yeah. Yeah. Um, does does beer have a FedEx? That you can FedEx yeah, beer. Can I, FedEx I learned that in, in helping really? put this thing yeah. together. Yeah, that you, you can have to just register it with the proper authorities. Then yeah, there's yeah, there's have a TTB a bunch of cola. paperwork. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like uh, you get what's that uh, shipping wars? You could have called the guys from shipping wars where they bid bid down, yeah. 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 And then when they show up, it's just like a case of beer, and they're like, "Really? Yeah, a brewery definitely needs another reality show." (laughs) Oh lord! Wow, that sounded a little. uh, The 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 one that I watched was well, you couldn't beat it. It was the best one out there. I know of two, and that's one. Yeah, the other one? Dark Horse had one. Yeah, yeah. Dogfish had had one. Oh, I didn't oh see that one. yeah, that's right. Yeah, Golden yeah, Road's got right. one. I don't even know what you guys Golden are talking Rhodes about. Golden Road's got one. A reality show. They have the reality show for the brewery. Yeah. It was Dark, Dark Horse Nation. Nation. Dark Horse Nation. Yeah. I don't think I ever saw that. Who put it, Who put it on? It was like uh, uh, History, History Channel, Channel, maybe. Yeah, yeah, something like that. This was a few years ago. Brew Studs, I think, or Brew Dogs, Brew Dogs. or whatever. That's the only show I've seen. Brew Dogs. Yeah, Brew Dogs has their own show too. Because I remember they did. They did an ice box where they did the fermentation like underwater or something like that. It was really weird. Everything they did was really weird. Yeah, it was. They they made a beer on like a party bus or uh, um, in a carnival. I don't know. They had some gimmick every single time. It was. It it went from funny to all right. You're trying a little too hard to. uh, (laughs) And they kept getting naked for some reason. On Dark Horse Nation or Bruce Dunn? The Brew Dogs. Brew Dogs. Okay. They're Scottish. Scottish. Yeah, Maybe I mean, something like it wasn't, that. It wasn't going to surprise me if you they're said from Dark one Horse of the Islands. <laughs> There's two of them, maybe? I they were Scandinavian. I don't know why I thought. No, they were. No. So, back, so back to the loggers. Yeah. yeah, let's do this. This is racking my brain right thing. now. It's my least favorite style. Of course. What? Um, I, don't, I just don't have a good history with loggers. They remind me of, like, skunky college beer times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if somebody were to buy a ticket and go to a logger fest... Mm-hmm. What should they expect? using the promo code? Shut up, Matt Bush. Yeah, shut up, Matt Bush. Bush. They use that promo <laughs> well, um, code. Can we, also, can we get a hashtag trending too for our one or two listeners out there? <laughs> <laughs> hashtag shut up, Matt. Bush. I really want to know how well this promo code works. Right. Oh, that's why. That's why. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We <laughs> can know that. We, we can know. Yeah, computers tell me. Yeah, things. that's right. Um, so I what to expect to at the Lager Festival? Uh, there are a obviously a number of different lagers made by a number of different breweries, but the 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 breadth of flavors would be more limited than they would be in a normal festival, which included ales, right? 
uh, for a number of different reasons. So should it be like, should I expect like if I were to walk into like Wolverine and and there's just like this crazy different variety of loggers that you would never expect, like barrel aged? Uh, th- there will be some of that, uh, but a lot of, I mean. So I reached out, a lot of these people I don't know, but a lot of these people I reached out to who have been friends of mine from all over the world for 16 years, right? Um, and all those folks brew lager because we all met in Germany. Um, and so uh, those people at least are kind of viewing this as a, as a brewer to brewer sort of competition almost. And, uh, and, and lagers tend to be um, – they're they're brewers beers, right? Right. I I totally respect the fact right. that they're a very complicated style to master, and, right. well, and you're not really a good brewer until you have a good lager. But it's not just the brewing of them. I think that training your palate to really taste lagers is is crucial too, right? Because it's it's subtle differences that you're picking up on, right? And it, I mean, it's down to the water um, in a way that's a lot more expressive than it is, for example, in a, in a, in a, in a really strong ale or a really highly hopped ale or a really high sugar content, high al- alcohol, uh, ale. Um, so I, I, th- I think that, uh, it's an opportunity for folks to come out. I, I think about it like the difference between jazz and probably maybe classical and rock and roll, right? Rock and roll is great. I love rock and roll. I've played guitar since I was a little kid. I mostly play some version of folk or rock and roll or bluegrass or whatever, right? Um, but I also love classical music, and I played classical music when I was a kid too, but they're completely different things, right? Um, the purpose is different. The execution is different. The technique is completely different. The feel is different. Um, and that's what I really like about the difference between, you know, ales that are popular now and, and lagers that are not. Um, and I don't care if lagers are the next big thing or not. I just hope that folks come out and, you know, kind of just get a vibe for what they are. It's a nice day in a nice town with good music and good food. Beer. Who's supplying the food? You guys? Food trucks. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Lockhart's will be doing some catering, some non-food trucky catering, as well as um, Picnic. The It's Picnic colon the food truck. Um, and... I the other one's escaping me. Is there going to be a German food truck then? Like, can I get a big piece of schnitzel? I don't think so. No, there's not a German. How do we truck. skip that? One? There's barbecue. Yeah, there will be barbecue. Yeah. But loggers and schnitzel are like mashed potatoes and <laughs> loggers and schnitzel go together like loggers and schnitzel. It's like no mashed potatoes and gravy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Well, so that's interesting. Well, I would maybe expect like some uh, people prepping for their cicerone tests out there, trying all the different loggers, trying to pick yeah. up the different. I, I think that would be great. Yeah. I mean, I re- I really really do. The the way, I don't know. The way loggers come across, uh, I I get it. I think it particularly if you used to being punched in the face by a boatload of hops, like are in some of the beers that we we make or bourbon barrel and a, you know a million different you know Mexican spice cake. Spices um, that going from one pilsner to a Hellas would be like these taste the same and they're boring and I don't like it, right? Um, but I think if you were to really spend time with those beers and figure out, you know, where where the acidity is and where the the you know the mouthfeel is and how the hops come across and how they support and balance with the sweetness, which is all limited in those beers, it's I think it's fascinating. I think it's to, to Angela's point. I think it's. It's boring because it's just, you know, there's no adjuncts to it. There's nothing crazy about to it. To be like, fair, I wasn't. I don't like barrel them. aged lagers or, like Travis was saying, you're not putting a lot of flavors into it. It's just a standard, crisp, 
clear beer. Well, I mean, if Wolverine's coming, they've got a giant yeah. lager list, like Massacre. They're bringing six. Yep. So, um, you know, I think when you think boring, I think you think it might be boring because you don't know what to look for in a lager. Sure. And, and when I say you, I mean me, too. This, this is going to be a big learning experience for me, too. Um, but I think with a little bit of practice... And you can practice at a lager festival using the promo code "Shut Up, Matt Bush." Um, and what uh, what, you'll be, what you'll be able to do is is, is taste <laughs> the differences. I mean, this lager we just poured the Old Nation Vienna lager, um, and it it doesn't. I think it's amazing. It, it is pretty good. It's be- it's it's, um, it's robust. Um, it's you know it's it's got a a maltier, nuttier character than you would expect in a. In a I'm lighter, used lighter to lager. uh, lagers. I, I'm never bored. If I'm bored, I'm sleeping. I like to sleep. Really? I'm not bored by beer. I've just had a bad taste of pungy college beer, and that is what I associate with a lager. Well, this is like postdoctoral beer. And this beer isn't pungy. I'm, it's not my favorite, but, I mean, it's going down like water, so I would say, I guess, on so June you're ready 2nd, to play some beer pog when it's it? 90, degrees, I'll Kobe. be shooting. Bad I'll be shooting Kobe's all day. <laughs> so I just had that Greenstone. Uh, he's a tell us why you don't like it. Guys. Oh God, <laughs> it's so bitter. It's so bad. Doesn't it, you're the doesn't one that it just make you cringe when he talks about IPA. Any of my beer. <laughs> yeah, one... Anytime Ken talks about my beer, I'm like, oh, the fuck. But you should be like, you know what? The more he doesn't like it, the better you should feel. It's, about oh no, it. <laughs> sales are inversely proportional to Ken's opinion. IPA. Oh yeah. If I like an IPA, you've done messed up. Yeah, right. <laughs> Exactly. Wait, what about sales in proportion to my hype, though? I We're, mean, my dog has been like a big asset right marketing in marketing for yeah. you guys. That's <laughs> absolutely right. Your You're white right fluffy dog yeah, can, is a, is a great right. um, spokesperson. It's really, the dog's only like four pounds, but it's just all hair. Uh, that's hell. all it is. Super close if only picture. he weighed four pounds. <laughs> but now yeah, I do that, need to sell beer to send my children to college, Ken. So I guess what I'm <laughs> what, what I'm trying to say is, is if you like bitter beer, um, this is perfect for you. Like if Does you it like same bitter to you, it is. Did you not see my face? So, so I wasn't asking you. You, oh. already, you already said you I've didn't been, like it. And it was bitter. I've been sipping on the lager. I'm really trying to taste the mouth. I'm trying to get the acidity, the mouthfeel. Because it's not bitter, and beers. Ken knows that that's kind of the death knell for beer like this. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's an aggressive the, the green stone. Yeah. Bitter the, the, is not a word I've ever used to describe a hazy IPA personally. I don't know. I don't think it's bitter. I think it's drier. It's dry. Yeah, it's really dry. But I think that's what the the, the kick is. You know, everybody's got a New England IPA, and it's all kind of in a like this matrix of is it drier, is it juicier, is it hoppier? What you know, all these different kind of flavor factors, and it's just kind of trying to find where you want to be on the balance. Right, I, um, I think I, I think don't want to be on like either side of this seat. I just, just don't. <laughs> no IPAs, Got only well, but but that's the thing though is that as much <laughs> as much as I give you shit for it, you, one you're not going to take offense to it because no, you I know damn well that I don't like IPAs. I do know that, um, it's, it's, but I still wish you wouldn't say it on the air. Oh, because <laughs> somebody really takes my opinion. Kidding, very, that's kidding, the whole point of the show. <laughs> it's not like I reach up. He on can my... say it on air. He just can't check in a beer. I just don't agree with you checking an IPA. <laughs> yeah. He checked in the tart strawberry M43 with a half star. Oh, I did oh, that no. on purpose. Rude. On the table. Wow, dude. If if you if wow. So first of all, that's funny. Second, <laughs> like, of all, your average is going to be four point nine just because Ken's the one who told me that today. So like, we, oh, you're going on the podcast. <laughs> 
So we we did that. I literally said I'm doing that on air. Then I'm checking it in with a half star just to see what people will come back with. And it was a little bit of fun. It was it was definitely did anybody worthy response. Oh yeah, people, I've never yeah. been on Untapped, so I don't know if it's, like is this it's like not a as bad Facebook as, people chat with yeah, each other? Yeah, it's it's kind of like Facebook. Uh, more like you know, I, I checked it in. Like I, I think I gave Zombie Dust a Who's half star. Commenting though, are they just are so they scrolling we, we have, through reviews to see what other strangers well, are these people? We have twenty thousand people that are friends on our untapped page. So 20,000 people respond or not respond. Do you see their news feed? You know, so they'll see it. Yeah. There's a news feed? Yeah. Is there? Yeah. yeah. Recent I feed activity. Casey Quizzle news, other is drinking, yeah, drinking the habits. drop by Temperance Beer Company at the theater on the lake just seconds ago. What did she Here's read Here's yeah, Robert Allen, guest of uh, Better on Draft, fan of the show, is drinking Psychedelic Cat Grass by Shorts at Hopcat Royal Oak what did seconds he give ago. It? We could go to Hopcat right now and go say hi to Robert Allen. Uh, he gave we it should. four and a quarter. Said grassy mango hop notes with plenty of bitter, lighter mouthfeel, hint of grainy doughiness. Sounds like something you would love. Then a dry finish, also quite fresh. That sounds awesome. That sounds really good. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's kind of what Untapped well, does. Now so I know why I'm not on Untapped. When uh, yeah. when I check in, a half kind of star <laughs> for strawberry M43. <laughs> you, well, Angela, you also get a lot of two stars. I hate IPAs. Meh. <laughs> yeah, I love those are my favorite. Those are my absolute favorite. I don't like lagers. One star. What? <laughs> that's well. What that's, did you do? I don't. I don't know if I ever told you. So when I went and brewed a beer over at North Center Brewing over in Northville, Michigan, great just south the baseline, fantastic. Uh, we brewed an alt there, mm-hmm. and it was great. And this guy gave my beer like one and a half stars. And now you know how it feels. And I'm like, what is your problem? And I go look, and I just see <laughs> Hophead. You know, five yeah, yeah. star, five yeah, star, yeah, yeah, five star yeah, yeah, IPA. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, yeah. you're not gonna like a malt bomb like right. this. Right. I, I, I don't drink real, any. Folks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take offense to it. I just laughed. I'm like, did you, did I mean, I feel like you're still talking like about it. Times. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's, I mean, it's this, funny. This should be a sponsored segment. Sponsored segment. Maybe it's just an easy way to get North Center Brewing over in Northville, Michigan, just out the baseline. Should this be like Brewers Fantastic. Read, I want to. I want to have like Kimmel has celebrities read mean tweets. Brewers meet. Ooh, Brewers I've read always wanted to do bad that. Matt, yeah. Shut up. When, when, that's a great idea. When brewers, when brewers get together, often the conversation turns to, wouldn't it be cool if there was a site where we could rate people that rated our beer? <laughs> that would be fantastic. This sounds like it's going to turn into like an episode of uh, it's called the People's that Republic Black of China. Yeah, right. show or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it would be horrible. Of course, we would never do that. And we appreciate... Well, you would never do it publicly. No, we would never do it publicly, but we do share <laughs> your, your quotes, guys. That's like, that's like me coming back on your bad service when I said... Every, you know, you're bitching about having bad service, and I'm bitching about all the asshole customers I've ever had to wait on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. What are you talking about? All customers are great at restaurants. And always right. Always. Customers are always right. Always right. Always. The customer is king. Customer is king. Yeah. So uh, we are going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Better on Draft podcast. And we are live. Episode 132 of the Better on Draft podcast. I just need to never unmute your mic. (laughs) Shut up, Matt Bush. Yes. Shut up, Matt Bush. $5 off over at WIFOL.beer for the Lager Festival next weekend. So the weekend after Memorial Weekend, which is this weekend. That's right. VIP gets you in an hour early and five more taster tickets. Ooh. Yeah. Bands start at noon. Festival starts at one for non-VIPs. Do you want to talk about the bands? I would love to talk about the bands. Travis, please festival. talk about the bands. What uh, bands do you have? Well, listen, Ken, I'm, I'm uh, glad you asked. It is... Leonard Skinner? <laughs> no. 
just one a free bird, and then then his set's over. Six hours of it. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, one free bird is a set. Play piano man. Well, uh, then, then then like he gets off. Iron Butterfly comes on, plays Inagata Davida. Yeah, that's and it. Then, Festival's over. Then uh, <laughs> November rain. November hell, my god. So uh, who is actually playing at this? Are uh, three bands that are based in Lansing. I used to work at a guitar shop when I was in college in Lansing called Elderly Instruments, which is one of the best guitar shops in the United States. Incongruously, right? It's just in Lansing. Elderly, elderly instruments. So, like old instruments? They are all. They sell. Yeah, they specialize in old instruments. So, for example, the 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 coolest, probably like the pop culture coolest guitar I ever sold when I was there was the second Gibson Flying V. You know what I'm talking about? Sure. This, uh, ever made, uh, and it was like I think 75 grand. Uh, so that's the kind of stuff they do, you know? Okay. Uh, Lloyd Lore mandolins, you know, these $200,000 mandolins they carry on consignment. I mean, they're, it's an intense instrument shop, right? Um, so it attracts a bunch of really good musicians to Lansing. Uh, again, for whatever reason, right? It's not something you would expect. And what we have uh, at this festival are a lot of those guys. So um, Solstice is the name of the first band. They're kind of a straight-up uh, funk R&B band. Uh, great vocals. Um I don't think they'll be bringing their horn section, <laughs> uh, but just fantastic musicianship all the way through. Uh, Global Village will be playing in the second slot. They do have a sweet horn section, great band, super upbeat, a lot of straight funk. Um, and then Frog and the Beef Tones, one of my favorite guitar players on the planet, uh, Frog, Steve Forgey, will be uh, closing the set. Plays left-handed, upside-down like Hendrix, man. The guy's amazing. Like Cobain. Yeah, but he's good. Ooh. <laughs> At playing guitar. Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt Cobain was a you know fine songwriter. I, I I just said hot take. I didn't I didn't say anything else. I just just oh. said the words hot and take next to each other. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't get like the loggerheads to come up. I mean they the the names and the the name. Yeah, I didn't think about that kind of stuff. I just wanted to kind of book good bands that I liked. Hot take, hot take. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> no, I mean I didn't. I, I don't know those guys. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't know those guys. It's it's uh, one, one of my friends' bands. Yeah, I, I didn't mean anything bad it's, about it's the like the ninth incarnation of a band. He's he, he he's an amazing player, but like yeah. it's kind of hard to figure out where he is these days. He yeah. just hops from band to band. Yeah. I want to reiterate. I didn't mean anything against those guys. I just oh. guys that I knew was the. Oh, point I'm going to clip just what you said, <laughs> and then send it to him, and he's going to be like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah, sounds not, about right." Yeah. I don't know that dude. Who cares what he thinks? No, no he's just going to be like, "Okay, whatever." Like, <laughs> he, he's probably the most chill person I've ever met. Fantastic. So he's going to be like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." Right so uh, you guys have bands coming. You got food trucks. You got so many beers. You actually poured us another beer. We did. Yeah, the uh, Einger. Uh, I, these guys are actually not going to be at the Lager Festival. It's just a favorite of mine um, from Bavaria. When I was a, a teenager, I lived oh, in Bavaria. Crisp. Isn't it wonderful? Um, I lived in Bavaria, and my host father took me to Eyinger Brewery before I really cared about beer at all. <laughs> and it really, truly is one of the best, um, well, it's in Germany, but German-style breweries um, imported to the U.S., I think. Their Oktoberfest is amazing. Um, their Weizen is, uh, Hefeweizen is, is really, really good. Um, this is great. They also make a Pilsner, which is fantastic. I mean, everything these guys make is gold, in my opinion. They're just great. So we're drinking a um, – it's a Bavarian Pils. So yeah. What is the difference between this and just 
a straight up. Dildo. So the difference between uh, <laughs> right. So please, somebody pump the brakes on me if I'm if I get too geeky about this because uh, I could talk all day about this. But Pilsner started in the Czech Republic, right? At the time when Pilsner started, folks in the Czech Republic spoke German, right? This was part of the Habsburg regime, all that. Um, at that time, the water in Pilsen, the city in uh, the Czech Republic, Pilsen is a German word for mushroom. They grew a lot of mushrooms there. Yeah. Was super, <laughs> right? Was super, super, super soft, right? And uh, so it was this confluence of these new technological advances, the advancements that essentially made Pilsner possible. So the kilns that they were roasting, uh, or rather kilning malt in, um, were not incorporating smoke in the heat for the first time in a long time, right? Well, ever, really. Um, so that you would have something burning underneath the malt in order to kiln it, and that thing that was burning would produce smoke, and then the malt would taste like that smoke. Um, but in this case, that wasn't happening, right? That had happened a little bit before, but the temperature wasn't able to be controlled to the extent that um, it is in Pilsner malt, which creates this yellow-colored beer, right? Golden. This golden, delicious. Co- delicious colored beer that we're used to now. Similarly, they had isolated Louis Pasteur, had isolated um, yeast, ale yeast and lager yeast, specifically lager yeast in this context. And um, that allowed them then to make consistent lager beer, right? They were aging it in these caves at 52 degrees. That's why most folks still lager, lagers at 52 degrees. Um, and they were giving it enough time, and they knew how to make good beer at this time, but they hadn't isolated particular yeast strains, so it would often come out sour. They'd have to blend back sour beer into non-sour beer, uh, and it was consistent, but it wasn't as kind of clean as it is now. Um, So those two things happened, right? They isolated lager strains of yeast. Uh, They were able to make a really light-colored malt uh, that had this kind of uh, almost field flavor, right? Um, And then additionally, glassware was kind of ubiquitous at this time too. So a clear beer, which lagers are if they're done properly, right, because they have a ton of time for the yeast to drop out of solution, that made a difference because people were drinking out of glass glasses, right? It wasn't something just for rich people anymore. Anybody could get a glass glass. Um, So all that stuff happened at the same time. And that was Pilsner beer. And the way that styles have developed over time is almost exactly the way that Pilsner turned into Hellas and Export and all that other stuff, which is that, I mean, there was a lot of cloak and dagger shit around this back in the day, and you can read about it. They actually wore cloaks and used daggers. (laughs) Right, for real. (laughs) That's where that came from. Right. So... um, (laughs) So you know, it's actually they, on the next episode of right. Game of Thrones, right? <laughs> right, right the Pilsner, right? The Pilsner <laughs> beer, right? It's pretty much the center of the next season. Um, but winter is uh, coming means the winter lager is coming, right? Yeah. Right, right, that's that's right. Um, so it would be these, uh, you know, they would send these kind of like spies into these places to to work and steal the yeast and try and steal the recipe and all that kind of stuff, and take it to wherever they were from, right? So in this case, the difference between a Helles, which is a traditional Bavarian style, and a Pilsner is ultimately the water, right? Because these guys took a Pilsner yeast from Pilsen in the Czech Republic. They were using ostensibly the same, similar, really similar, if not the same, um, and probably more or less the same hops as well, but the water was different. Because these beers are so, um, are so dependent on each particular ingredient, because there are only a few and none of them are used in great amounts. Because water is 90% beer. <laughs> right. <laughs> that showed up on my timeline like a couple of days ago. Right. Um, that, uh, you know, became kind of a different beer, right? But not so different. So I, I would say that people who aren't used to drinking lager beer now will have a Hellas and a Pilsner and go, well, I mean, I don't really see the difference. But from the perspective of a brewer or from the perspective of somebody who really likes lagers, there's a fair difference, right? But that's like – and I'll kind of geek out with you here for a second. Talking about a Pilsner versus a Bavarian uh, Hellas, 
is kind of like playing the same song just in a different tone. It, it's yeah. not exactly like for real. It, it's the essentially the same thing. It's, it's a just variation on a theme, slightly right? different. That opener again. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's like putting tart strawberry extract in your M43 and just going from there. It's way cooler than that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thanks, man. But uh, yeah, I mean, so that that you know, and you you can trace that all the way back to the Hanseatic Trading League in Central Europe, and um, you know the development of uh, you know Scotch ale and Scottish ale. This isn't better on Prussia. We got. We, we <laughs> I just said Scotland. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, you know, it's interesting stuff. The, these beers developed out of necessity back then. You know, I mean, they were just somebody trying to do a thing that they tasted. And maybe it worked and maybe it didn't exactly, but, you know, if it was good, then folks would drink it. But also, I think people don't realize that that liquid was currency at some point. Without question. And it was also, like, a form of life because some places where this beer was being drank didn't have access to clean water as well. So, Well, particularly, you know, seafarers, sailors, you know, they— So this is—I mean, these hops were a way to preserve water on long journeys. Well, and the alcohol, you know, pretty much gave it biological stability, right? So we know that no known human pathogens, for example, can live in beer, right? That's why when I get sick, I just get drunk. Right. It can taste sour. It can turn into vinegar. It can be unpalatable, but it won't make you sick, right? Unless you drink 50 of them. Well, right. You know, you could poison yourself without that. Yeah. Right? But beer won't make you sick. And most of the beer these folks were drinking wasn't really all that strong, you know? It was maybe 3% or so. Um, and it only has to be, I think it's 1.8, but it, it might be less than that. That's where you drop the ball on this knowledge? Percent ABV. <laughs> I don't care, man. Um, I don't make 1.8% beer. Um, thank you for that. But uh, in, order to, in order to be, uh, you know, antipathogenic. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was crucial development of humanity. I think people go overboard sometimes when they talk about beer's importance in the history of the world. But... There are some turning points at which beer was present. Mesopotamia is one of them, and so on. I mean, you can go. I'd like I said, you can go on for. A I long mean, we time saw the Dilly this. War where he just said they have Bud Light, and there was a big crusade against it. So I mean, that may be the turn. That may be the most crucial <laughs> turning point in history is the Dilly War. The War of Dilly. Without Dilly. question, yeah. So, Mark, I think last time you were you were here with us, it's about a year ago, year and change-ish? Getting close to that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so they were on episode somewhere in the 90s and then somewhere in the 60s. So I think you had a other job. I did. Do you still hold two jobs? I do not. Okay. Yeah. So welcome to full-time. Thank you. Old yeah. Nation. Yep. It's, uh, it was, I think, like September, was uh, August, September. So not far after. Yeah. So what, I guess... From your initial days of marketing M43 and just Old Nation as a whole to now, what are, I guess, I don't want to, I mean, what are the obstacles you see now in the market versus, you know, what is your reception now uh, as opposed to where it was? Yeah, so so today the the biggest issue we have right now, and especially oh, today, is not enough right. beer. Yeah. It's just not enough beer. Um, it's never enough. Yeah. Uh, the winter, like in every um, in every brewery. Uh, winter slows down, so we adjust accordingly. Um, uh, weather got warm, and uh, nobody had M43. Everybody's running out of M43 in both draft and can. Right. And we're making some, you know, four and a half thousand case equivalents of this stuff a week, which is a, a lot for any single package. Um, yeah, it's, it's nuts, man. Now, with having such success, have you ever thought about co packing M43? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that would allow you to play. With, I mean, I know that you like a lot of different styles to play with and to brew. I do. 
I mean, you said about 75% of your capacity is just M43 to keep up with demand? Right. The, oh, more than that now. Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, we're trying to keep it at 75%, right? Um, uh, but it's it's tough. Um, just given the overall, I mean, we spent a great deal of money expanding our capacity by 80%, and we were already a fairly large brewery when, when we opened. I mean, almost comically large when we opened. Um, and now we're, you know, damn near twice as big, and it's still not anywhere near enough. Um, well, so, yeah, we, we were talking about, about it before we went live on the air. So in 2016, you guys actually made... Uh, 1,238 barrels of beer. Right. Not and too bad for brewery in their, you know, first well, year and a half. Well, no. I mean, yeah. you're you're running in the top 25, I think, of uh, the state just simply from that. Right. Then you go this year, or last year, excuse me, and you made 7,600 barrels. And we of really beer. only started making M43 for real in June of last year. You know? <laughs> so you have that, and then this year you're saying you're almost already at that mark in May of this year, yeah, so you're May. almost going to double which would put you literally in the top five of the state. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, with one brand functionally. I mean, with M43 only functionally, which is crazy. I mean, we don't want that. Uh, not because we don't like M43, but and not necessarily because it's... I don't feel at this juncture that we're in a particularly precarious p- position. It feels like M43 has been pretty fairly accepted, you know? I think people like it. Are you? <laughs> Do you have a fear that palettes will change and you'll be stuck holding the... Not really. No, I mean yeah. Well, I mean I the, guess, the New but... England IPA craze isn't brand. It's it's not even brand new to Michigan as much as it's right. brand new because beer traders were getting transient and all these other uh, East Coast New England IPAs yeah. uh, prior to it, and now that it's readily available, I think it's going to trend off, and I think a lot of the other brewers who are making the beer. Um, who are, have their own style, like maybe even Rochester Mills' Juice Bigelow. Sure. You know, they'll probably start fading away, which will actually help you guys in regards to the fact that there'll be less competition in the style. I, yeah, we didn't but, really feel any competition well, this whole time. I mean, wow. you know, I'm not, not, not <laughs> as take. Not, no, you keep doing this. Not, as it, not, not because those beers weren't good, and I've said this a million times, right? that um, I think it was kind of unfair. And when we first released to, to other breweries, I think when we first released M43, the feedback was, it's okay, but it's not tra- uh, Treehouse or uh, Trillium. Trillium. Yeah, and, uh, I said transient earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I think TR. I picked up on it. Um, but uh, of course it's not, right? We're not those guys, and we're not trying to clone their beer. And I think similarly, because M43 was the first uh, New England IPA that a lot of folks in Michigan tasted, whenever they tasted someone else's, whether it was Rochester, Mills, or, or whomever, um, the response was, well, it's not M43. It's not as good as M43. And just because it's not M43 doesn't mean it's not as good. And I think it was unfair to those guys. Because I think there were a lot of good ones that came out. Well, I mean, we, we did have a competition over at uh, betterondraft.com on mm-hmm. our Facebook page, mm-hmm. um, which we had a lot of people talking. Obviously, you know, the winner was Baffin, which they what? just have a giant fucking... Um, I had, it's also but, a good beer, and they're this great tr- dudes. That's true, and that's <laughs> the thing is that if you ask the people who tried the beers back-to-back, right. a lot of people... You know, most people still said Boss Tweed was number one, but a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, this Wicked Smart, which was their their um, How did single, you pronounce that exactly? Wicked Smart. Got it. Uh, you got to have the. I, just, the I, just, I wanted you to give me that A again. <laughs> like it's hot. Uh, so they had the. Oh, it's a little hot for Matt. So they had the, uh, the beer, but that you know they're, they're rabid fan base. But again, like your beers, like every single time you come out with a beer, it's a hit. Yeah. And I, I are you think, just sick of success already? 
God, it sucks so bad. Dude, no, because I spent 15 years, whatever the opposite of that is, you know what I mean? Making Pilsner and all beer. Well, what's, what's, so you, you tried to be really true to style, really true to branding. You know, you weren't really, not necessarily not testing the waters, because obviously Bumpy Cake is uh, yeah. uh, not a standard beer for sure. Well, I was making beers with other folks too, mm. you know, uh, but yeah. For my beers, I just wanted them to be. Did Erica do something? I think so. I, oh, I think that's why she's looking. Thank, did you just do that, Matt? Yeah. Say that you did. Yes, that's, that's awesome. why I left. Uh, Great. Matt, thank find you. a way to turn the air conditioning. <laughs> I've been told to shut up so many times today. I don't know. <laughs> Remember, shut up, Matt Bush. Oh, oh my God, God. It's wonderful in here now. Well, there's the fan I'm waiting for. It's still. I'm still sweating like a hooker in church. I don't think you'll ever hear me complain about the cold because I just don't do well in this kind of weather. Either, ma'am. I don't either. So if you ever got under this, out from under this rock that is M43 and Probably lost to meet people. Crazy to, burden. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> what is another style or another flavor profile you'd want to play with or or brew or try to to bring on? Um, I you know uh, Nate is my brewing partner and uh, is a great brewer. We've been brewing together for almost ten years, I, I, almost more than ten years now. I guess almost eleven years. And um, he uh, you know graduated from UC Davis. He's been a brewer for fifteen, sixteen years professionally. Um, and he and I see eye to eye on a lot of things and uh, disagree on a lot of other things. And one of the things that we disagreed on was, um, you know, French seasonal beers and, and some Belgian kind of farmhouse uh, ales. Um, and uh, he is a savant at those beers, and I'm really not at all. Um, so I would love to let Nate make some of those in order just to learn myself, even if folks didn't like it. But the benefit right now for us is that we – are selling a lot of beer, so there's a little bit of cash laying around, and so we bought a 10-barrel pilot system with a bunch of 10- and 20-barrel tanks, and we can do functionally whatever we want for the first time, right? If we can find the time, right? Nobody even has a time to brew on it quite often now, but... Well, if you so stop going on the news so much... We, we do have a question from the chat room. <laughs> yeah. um, somebody wants to know if you're going to ever make a Rogan beer. I have before, and I absolutely will again. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love Rogan beer. Under, the, Rogan old, beer? under the old nation guys, I think so. Yeah, I mean, we tried to do that split and keep Detroit Brewing Company doing the traditional German beer, and it just didn't. It didn't carry because I think folks weren't interested in trying it because it wasn't attached to something that they already liked. So a Rogan beer, what is this? Yeah. So Rogan beer is uh, traditionally is uh, a lot of Rogan means rye, right? Um, it's the grain rye. Uh, so uh, rye tends to be spicy, yep. uh, but also morphologically, it's a lot like uh, wheat. And so, uh, in terms of the way that you work within brewing, it's huskless and uh, and, and operates really similarly. So um, traditionally, Rogan beer is made uh, a lot like wheat beer, and quite often with that same uh, hefeweizen yeast, that one that has characteristic kind of banana and clove aromas. Um, and in my opinion, uh, those banana and clove aromas go so so well with the spiciness of rye that uh, sometimes the, the beers can come across, across as a little astringent um, if, if done improperly, if there's too much rye used. Uh, but, I, I mean, that's a super interesting style. I would love to make one, absolutely. Well, that's kind of a direction we didn't think going. So That's if, why we have a chat room. Yeah, yeah I suppose. <laughs> so how... Have you? I know we just talked about this. What are your thoughts on contract brewing? Is that right? Um, I do you think that so if you moved that way, you could put out other beers and thus expand your portfolio and kind of get out from under for yes, the rock. Right? It's why it's very attractive to us right now, and something I'm I'm really genuinely considering. Um, part of that is because for a long time I was making the Detroit. 
<laughs> Brewing Company. I was making. I didn't Shut know what that, that what that even said. I just <laughs> your face was great. Um, Angela's Pornhub just popped up. <laughs> if my voice oh, is on Pornhub, we have an issue. Good lord. Um, oh, I forgot what we're talking about. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mortified. Contract uh, brewing. Uh, um, contract brewing. So you know the Detroit Brewing Company. When I was making the Detroit Dwarf and the Detroit Lager, I was making it at a ton, like a bunch of different places, right? Look at manufacturing in Atwater Block and Michigan Brewing Company and all these breweries that had. Space because they were having trouble, and so I would go in there and uh, you know help them figure this or that thing out, uh, and in exchange would make these beers at their facilities. But I was working there almost full time, mostly um, doing other things for them or whatever. And so uh, I, contract brewing doesn't scare me at all. Um, you know, we've won GABF medals for the Pilsner that we used to make, the Detroit Lager, and uh, several in World Beer Cups as well for the Detroit Dwarf. At a number of different breweries, right? It's not just one water source. It's not just one brewery. It's several. And trying to mimic the same beer over and over again at those places is challenging. Um, so it's uh, an additional challenge that I find really interesting. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. We're, I mean, we're, we're talking about it. I, I would like to, but the beer would have to be perfect. Yeah, you'd have to know that it's... On the level that it stays right. while it's in house. I mean, we have to have the guts to dump a 400-barrel batch if we're going to go on contract. Sure. Right? And that's not cheap, man. That's a lot of money. I mean, that's like a new car money. Um, so it's, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's intimidating and, and all that kind of stuff. But we're, you know, in conversations now with a couple of different folks. It'd be a good reality show. Yeah, fuck mm. that. <laughs> so, be on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Except for today. Yeah, today. Well, here's a, here's a wild so, question I don't think we've ever asked. Tuesday. Is there a brewery, either locally or internationally, that you'd like to collaborate with, maybe make a beer with, and just kind of bounce some styles off? And Banger. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of knew you were going to yeah. go with that one. So let, let's bring up more locally, yeah, like yeah, Michigan. Yeah. So is there somebody that you really um, like? I, I, lo- I really love Brewery Vivant a lot. Um, I was thinking that today too. I feel like they don't get enough love. I know they I, don't. Then. That IPA I bought last week was phenomenal, but and they are like such everything. A, well, yeah, and they're such a great company. Like they're uh, a B Corp, I believe, so they're doing good things for the environment. For sure. I mean, I don't know. I just don't think that they get enough love, and I feel like they're so humble about what they do. That really is the thing, right? That they are. And I mean, sometimes they stretch out a lot, right? And so sometimes those things are home runs, and sometimes they're standing doubles, and sometimes they're strikeouts. That's how it works. Um, and I think they probably get more shit for those small releases they do that may or may not work for folks than they get accolades for the fantastic beer that they make all the time. Mm. The, the, the best example of that is Wizard Burial Ground yeah. and Mech Wizard. Yep. Right? Just because you don't like a peaty scotch. You know, kind of deal. Um, not you specifically, right. but no, I don't, uh, the royal you. Yeah, the royal you. <laughs> um, you know, it doesn't mean that it's a bad beer. You right. know, it means that you don't like that beer. It means you don't like it. Yeah. Right. But they told you that's what it was. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what that's what blows my mind. Man, yeah. is when a brewery goes to the extent of saying, "Look, we, you know, we feel strongly about this. Um, we're doing this. This is the way that we did it." When they're completely upfront and honest, like those guys at Vivan are, um, and you know, folks. Give them shit. I understand you spend money on a four-pack of beer and you don't like it, and that sucks, right? I'm not saying people shouldn't criticize. 
Um, but I am saying that on balance, Brewery Vivant should be more popular than I think they are because they're fantastic. Well, they did that fun collaboration with uh, Witch's Hat last year. And they yeah. did the Cezanne and the Hazy IPA, so maybe right. you guys can get together and make a little sum-sum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I, boss. I know I know Jacob Darilo out there for years. He was uh, the assistant to a buddy of mine, John Haggerty, who used to be the brewmaster at, at New Holland. Who's coming to the Lager Festival. Yeah, his, he's, he owns a brewery in Dayton now called Warped Wing. And I've been there. there. Have you really? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's my man, oh my Johnny God. Midnight. I wish people that I, I wish my <laughs> friends listened because I kept calling it Warpig on accident, which is another brewery, I believe. Yeah. And my cousin, you can literally look out his apartment and see Warped Wing. And really? they... They gave me so much shit for mis, you know, misnaming it or whatever. But we hang out there all the time when I go down to Dayton. Can it's you have him stop town. in Fairborn and bring me some brownies? I don't think he would. Oh, okay. No, he probably wouldn't stop in Fairborn for me. To bring me <laughs> so you like, <laughs> kind of you know, you, you really want to maybe one day brew over at Vivant or with Vivant. And I know you can get them over at Brown Iron Brew House over in Washington A Township. fantastic Absolutely. place to drink. All yeah. 69 taps now that the patio is open. Yeah, uh, tart side of the moon. You know, it's really, it's it's amazing what you could do when you have your headset on. You know what your volume is because nobody heard you <laughs> Look, there. these are all broken. I feel, I feel like I have to, like, ask you every single time. I feel weird wearing these. You're such a nerd with your headphones on. Who are you? I don't know. Take them off, Matt. <laughs> Shut up. Shout out, Matt Bush. Five dollars off. Wifol. Beer. I'm Team Matt. So you can go over to uh, Brown Iron Brew House over in Washington Township, Van Dyke Road, just north of Twenty Six Mile. Check them out. Plenty of beers. Great food, great including food. Levant's Tart Side of the Moon. Uh, I'm actually going to look real quick and see if they have uh, any Old Nation. They had Cart Horse, Boss Tweed, both we- on draft. Unless one and of maybe them might M43 have got too. Uh, We've been short on kegs. Super short. So make sure you so. turn in your kegs, folks. <laughs> yeah, didn't you have like <laughs> no, a no, no, no. I mean, we you, haven't been. Didn't you guys have a whole keg issue? Like kegs like not coming back to you? Like every brewery. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's yeah. part of the game. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It can be real it. problematic. But it, that's solved. The yeah. problem now is just throwing not enough, enough beer, beer in kegs, you know? Because, I mean, so we there wasn't, like, a steel drum band society starting somewhere? I don't know. And then you were we the... don't know. We can never know. <laughs> They're just gone. So it looks like we're going to do a little bit of a vert. So do we want to take a break real quick and, and go yeah, for we'll, it? Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll take a, uh, a quick break. Angela and Mark are chatting about the, uh, the beers. We're going to do a Boss Tweed Vert uh, when we come back. Boss Tweed Barley one at this point, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think that's, that's how that works. Yeah. Travis, uh, it's Boss mm-hmm. Tweed 120. Boss Tweed 120. 120. We'll be right back. Better on Draft Podcast. Is it already that time? Almost. A couple minutes. And we are back. Better on Draft Podcast, episode 132, Old Nation Brewing, part three. We have the leaning tower of Solo. <laughs> Not to be confused, of course, with the, yeah, I was going to say, with the, the movie. I did have a, did uh, it did just come out. So uh, another guy, a uh, friend of the show from the Herd podcast, Nick Britsky. <gasps> yeah. So he went to, I brought that. You're welcome. Um, he went damn. to uh, the premiere for Solo, dressed up as a Solo cup. My man. Right on. So. Right on. I get it. He could have. Yes. You know, I'm gonna. I'm gonna reserve my comment there. <laughs> wait, wait. There's a joke in there somewhere. Hang on. <laughs> He's a cool. Yeah, I love that dude. So um, during the break, you guys yelled at us yeah. uh, to talk about something. So yeah. uh, how's that for a segue to talk about? That's it? perfect. Well, that's yeah. actually perfect. You have the yeah. most soft-spoken people. <laughs> so you're wiffle fast. We'll yeah. be actually yeah. in support of a good cause. Yes, it is. So it's a uh, it's a local charity uh, in Williamston. It's a, a family that we know really well. They have kids in the same uh, school our kids go to, but. Um, 
It's called Weekend Survival Kits, and the point of this charity is to uh, give food insecure kids. It started out covering mostly rural poverty, but it's now in Wayne County. Um, to give food insecure kids uh, backpacks, essentially full of food that they can eat over the weekend. I mean, there are a ton of kids. I'm not trying to get in my soapbox, but I think a lot of folks don't know that there are a ton of kids who, you know, matter no matter if their parents are present or you know working or not working. It's I mean, it's sometimes tough to make ends meet, and one of the things that falls is food or at least proper nutrition for kids. And so, um, in my opinion, it's crucial. Uh, and um, we've been giving, as Old Nation, a lot to this charity and, um, and are happy to. And, and uh, one of the things we worked up with them was uh, to do a festival, and that's this lager festival. Um, so I, I do love lager, and I went on and on about all these German beers, and all that's true. Uh, but ultimately, the reason why we're taking a, a risk here, you know, um, is in order to help uh, this charity, right? They, they won't lose any money throughout this process. Um, and hopefully, if enough folks show up, and it really doesn't take that much, they'll actually make some money. And if we reach our goal of 1,100 tickets, which we may or may not this year, um, then we know we feed uh, over 330 food insecure kids every weekend for a year. Wow. Which is something, you know. Um, and you can get tickets over at WIFOL.beer using the promo code Shut Up Matt Bush. Yes. Now, now, does that go to 329 if they type it, Shut Up Matt Bush because they're giving $5 off? No, we we took your promo code into consideration specifically yeah. okay. to make sure that. <laughs> so you had upped it. Yeah, yeah. the just one. Sure. Okay. The one. I'll just throw in five bucks. Okay. <laughs> so the one kid who yeah. isn't going to get food, you're going to I'll take care of him. Man. Have him over Shut and get the no problem. Yeah, well, no. I feel bad now that what we what we want is you know every every <laughs> ticket every ticket over a certain number buys another kid you know uh, a little bit of food and and whatever that is this year is what it is and uh, you know we'll continue to do this and, and so continue to try and feed these kids. I as better on draft will work with you guys uh, for every ticket sold under the tag "Shut Up, Matt Bush." Whoa, um, it's getting aggressive. I will pay that five dollars. Better on draft. All right, here's the deal. All right, guys, you on Twitch, and you guys that are going to be listening to this shortly, let's let's please empty Ken's bank account. Oh that would be great. Ken specifically. Ken. Oh no, this is better on draft. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much me, anyways. But still, better on draft. Just pay. Speaking of, you we'll know, so we might not have we'll a show next week. Don't, 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 don't get fucked on this. We'll work with you. Oh no, 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 no. no, no. So we'll, we'll we'll definitely do it. And obviously, you know, we we do our show and we run in the black. We're able to do all these promotions and stuff thanks to our sponsors. True. So real quick, I'll just throw in there. Spokle uh, trivia. Go check them out. Brown Iron Brew House over in Washington Township, North Center Brewing, and Zatuna Liquor. Uh, they are the ones that are going to make this possible. So, again, if you go to WIFOL.beer and you hit the purchase tickets button using the promo code SHUTUPMATTBUSH. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I think fun. I should we go. Honestly, it was, it was my favorite thing that I did today or yesterday <laughs> did, whenever I did it. it was Juan, you prepared for this? <laughs> oh, I, oh yeah. I told I, Ken I, that. I knew about it. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. He, he well, told me about it. With I'm friends like, like these, uh, who needs enemies? <laughs> so I can tell you, here's where I came from. I had I had just Ken hates IPAs. I had that was that was the first one. Um, But I that wasn't evil enough. I had just listened to the Pipe and Brock episode from a few weeks back, and so and so I was inspired by John. (laughs) Shout out to John Pipe and Brock. (laughs) Like if he did have an action figure and he pulled a string, that's what it would say. Yeah, he he gave us some love that time. So John, we love you. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, Yeah. uh, we'll we'll make sure to message him. But yeah, so you guys tell us how many uh, people use the uh, the promo code. I think I I already a thousand. Already one thousand. I just I just checked. It was one (laughs) thousand four. 
<laughs> Although it's still not trending on Twitter, so I wonder how long it's going to take for well, people to see. It's time. I mean, this one is a slow burn. Let it be a slow burn. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm like Salem Witch Hunt adjacent. Don't push it. You're pushing, you're pushing right off the cliff. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a so, thing. So were there any legalities for a beer-centric event sponsoring a kid charity? So, the, first of all, the city of Williamston has been more than um, amazing. They're great. To, to help us out with this. Truly. The city council was was just awesome. They, they walked us through the process. Um, no, the short answer is no. Not even a little bit. Um, the There were, I think, of the breweries that I contacted, um, there was one brewery who said, uh, we'd love to, but because it's a kid type thing, and because of that kid thing, then, then you know we don't want that to be part of our our deal. And I tried to re-explain, and they didn't want to do it. But wow. um, but beyond that, I mean, I, I contacted uh, well a, a fair amount of, of breweries, probably fifty breweries. Um, so bottom line is that the city's been great. The the um, the folks at Weekend Survival Kits that have been helping us put this together, or that you know we've been helping them put this together. They've been great, and uh, and at the very least, I mean, come to the festival, don't come to the festival, donate right to Weekend Survival Kits. Yeah, right, absolutely, right? If you don't want to come to the festival, that's fine. Check out Weekend Survival Kits. Um, they truly are doing, uh, I think, important work. And again, one more time, you can see all even the Weekend Survival Kits info, W-I-F-O-L dot beer. Uh, you can get your tickets, promo code shut up Matt Bush, $5 off. Uh, either the yeah. VIP or the regular general admission, you still get $5 off. Uh, there's info on hotels, too, so that you don't drink and drive. Um, information on how to contact, how to donate to weekend survival kits. So a lot of information on that website for you to be able to find all of that information, uh, including the information on the, uh, the live music. Yes, Solstice, Global Village, and Frog and the Beef Tones. Frog and the Beef Tones. It is way less ridiculous than it sounds, folks. Come on out. (laughs) Truly one of my favorite guitar players. I noticed, based on at least the photos, uh, a very general, um, like at least for the first two, a lot of brass. A lot of brass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair amount. But, I mean, you know, these are folks that have been playing professionally for, you know, 35, 40 years. I mean, these people are not joking around, right? And they've been getting better over that, that period of time. And for me, for my money, it's just like beer, right? For my money, I'd rather hear somebody who's been doing one thing and getting better and better at it over the course of decades, um, you know, than something that's going to freak me out most days, right? Um, and that's these guys. Uh, I mean, just truly, truly fantastic musicians. So let's, let's, let's get a little personal real quick because I want to ask you a question. So prior sure. to Tell you how, how personal. Pri- prior to you going to Germany, yeah. um, what is it you wanted to do when you grew up? Uh, well, I was uh, I was going to school to be a teacher. I was going to school to be a science teacher, and I wanted to be a science teacher and a football coach. Science teacher and a football yeah, coach. Coach football. My, I mean, science. my biology teacher was one of my football coaches. I think every football mine was coach a wrestling also, coach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I that is what I you know loved, man. I loved truly loved science, and I really really loved you know coaching kids and and teaching kids, and I you know I thought that would be great. But I ran out of money doing that, and that's why I ended up being a brewer. So I just straight up ran out of money trying to be a teacher. So what you're saying is, everybody out there who's struggling become, should become a brewer. Yeah, get sell everything you own, right, <laughs> and take that money and move to a foreign country and study something that you have no real clue about outside of sort of basic scientific tenets, 
and then uh, now, did you speak? come back and send, uh, spend 16 years being broke. Did you speak <laughs> German before you went to Germany? Or I did, yeah. Okay. I was an exchange student in high school. So I that got kind a of scholarship, helped. yeah. Okay, so yeah. go to a foreign country where you speak the language. Yeah, you should speak the language. It's easier for or, or at least get <laughs> go to a, <laughs> You mean you can go to a country that just speaks English, like the United Kingdom. Yeah, you could do that. You could if you want to be lazy or <laughs> cheap. I mean, I, I mean sure. Hot take. Say hot take. Hot somebody, take. somebody hit the bell. Yeah. <laughs> we got people requesting the bell. Yeah. My how we've no. come full circle. Uh, I didn't actually want the bell. <laughs> it was, it was sarcas- yeah, a sarcasm fun. bell. <laughs> the sarcasm bell. <laughs> so, so we need a different bell. But before we continue, you guys, I, I poured uh, from Main Beer Co. that King Titus. Wow, this is really good. It's that's fucking a, incredible. That's a great beer. Dude, I, I it's that good. It it's it's when I tell you that it doesn't come to Michigan. It's yeah, when you're yeah. like, uh, all right, uh, throw me a cup. I mean, there's nothing about that beer that's not exactly what it should be, right? Yeah, and that so it scared me because it's been well, it's been sitting on my shelf, cellaring, sure. um, sure. on my bookshelf because sure. I don't have many books. <laughs> um, Holy shit. Yeah, man. Finish your glass. We've all poured a glass, no, so grab a, yeah, grab yeah. a glass. Yeah. No, you, you poured a little sip. Yeah, because I, I don't like it as much as I like other beers. Oh, okay. So I'm not well, going to give can, this my, my quarter star. Back to me. That's great. Uh, I'll, I'll thin, I'll Drink it, man. It's yours. Take it. It's great. Thank you for sharing it. Yeah. I mean, oh. that's a fucking great beer, dude. Here, Ange, if you want to send that back to them or if you want to take that, some more, yeah. more than welcome I, to. That brewery doesn't miss. They don't miss. So that well, because they're they're big beers that everyone knows about is lunch and dinner. We were talking about that well, before the show, Mo which is their IPAs. But but their non IPAs is what I love. Like Zoe Amber is definitely one of my favorite beers uh, that they make. So Mark, you're fully sales over at Old Nation now. You don't have a second job. Um, how's that transition been for you? Has it been crazy? I mean, sale sales period is always a crazy yeah, endeavor. Not much of that at Old Nation, it's, really. So yeah, it, <laughs> it's hard to call it sales. We it's growth and strategy, but it's all these are all just words, right? So um, I, what I'm trying to do is to take what was the the pile of of, of growth, or at least some of it, off of Travis, so that he can focus on. Um, a little bit more on the operation stuff, but he's still uh, still 100% involved in the, yeah. if anybody can be 200% involved. A good relationship takes 100% on both sides. I'm right. <laughs> and a good brewery takes somebody doing a Everything lot of shit all, the all the time. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's really not sales. I mean, it, there, there are times where we talk about, you know, putting more handles somewhere, but in general, we're talking about relationships. You know, we want to make sure that um, that the people who have the beer are treating it well. That the people who are you guys outside of Michigan at all? So there's a little bit of beer in Illinois, outstate Illinois. It was kind of an outstate viability check in a place yeah. where there's not a lot of folks. So you know? yeah, and then in uh, in a you know, the second week of June, we're going to send a little bit of beer into the Atlanta market, and so and we sent a little bit of beer to um, Sweden. And a little bit of beer to Maine. Well, yeah, beer to Denmark, which went to all the way from or Greece Denmark, to, right. to yeah. Iceland. <laughs> right. You know. So, um, how'd you guys get the beer out there? The plane. Uh, plane. Thanks, thank you. <laughs> it's, it's way it wasn't logistical. <laughs> I was looking at distribution. Uh, side. Get, it's the uh, name of the distributor. It's the dudes from Evil Twin. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. it is um, it is immensely easier to send beer to to Denmark. <laughs> it's it's way easier to send beer to Denmark than it is to Ohio. Jesus, so, way easy for real. <laughs> Where does yeah. it go? Is it does, because it Ohio comes off a plane and then what? Some dude picks it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, in the back of his Volkswagen. Right. Yeah. Just, 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 no, just it's, it's a Volvo. You ask a great question. I have no idea how it gets off the plane. 
You've seen I mean, I'm going to say forklift. Like a, um, like a field trip, maybe? Definitely. Let's all we're gonna follow set, the beer. One, two, three, four, five. We're going to set five pallets next time, guys. And we're going to hollow out the middle. You guys take like some sack lunches. <laughs> we'll use a weekend survival kit. I don't kit. think that's funny. <laughs> Shut up, Matt. Oh. <laughs> I actually do think it's funny. I just thought it was funnier to say that that aggressively. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, um, but you yeah, made we, it super awkward and super hysterical if you didn't caveat what you I just said. So. I'm not comfortable with Because I would have saved it, but I don't think he could have saved just it. Just stare at him. Just mother. <laughs> what if we just went off there? <laughs> <laughs> Everything just goes silent. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, yeah, we should stow away on some pallets. Well, yeah. I, I, I saw I saw Euro trip when I was in high school. Apparently, we could just be couriers, right? Yeah, yeah. And we could just say sure. we're with the package, and yeah. we could be the package's is that a human real thing, survival? By the way, person. I never even thought of know. it. I don't know. They didn't ask us for that when we they talked to the care guy, so I don't know. So but, you just trust that your beer is getting into the right hands? Well, there. It, it was a I mean, it's bit paid for, right? So that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. There, there are logistic steps <laughs> right. that get taken, just like when when our that's distributor Imperial shows up, exactly and you know they picked up. But that's true. We don't. Right. I, I assume forklift, but um, <laughs> the, it's not uh, very strong. So man. we know we know we know really as much as we do about any distributor, right? right. Um, how long it takes to get where it's going, right? What its state is as it goes. Uh, where it ends up and how it's stored at that point, and from that point to where is it distributed, right? Do you request that it be refrigerated? Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I tell you what, they were They're extremely compliant. Holy shit. Way, way, way <laughs> more than here. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were serious about it. But yeah. they paid a lot for it, man. I had a buddy who lives in um, Franconia, which is which is uh, near Bavaria. Is that the next to Stankonia? No, oh, no, no. It's, it's also not nearly as cool. <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool though. And they have this, uh, uh, they have this uh, brewery, and a buddy of mine runs uh, Eichbaum, and uh, he sent me a picture of his purchase of a can of M43, and it was twelve euro, which I think is like nineteen bucks for one Holy can. For one can. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I just have to say, side note, not related to beer, I feel like Travis has a voice for a cartoon. Someone needs to make Travis mm. into a cartoon. Yeah. For a reality and, show. And I think that he could guest star on maybe like Big Mouth season two. <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know that one. I don't. It's on Netflix. It's a, it's a stand up little little thing. Check it out. Right, I'm going to check it out. I know you're never bored either. So. <laughs> yeah, because he's got a lot of lit. If you can't do nothing sleep, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check yeah. it out. Yeah, I often can. You can play it on in the background while you're brewing. Yeah. You know, there's, well, I'm going to take that as a compliment. If, if, Thank you very if much. You have, uh, if you have Netflix. You're very animated. And yeah, you right download on. the episode, I think you can play the episode on your phone when it's not live on your phone, so you can just listen to it and right you know, pay, uh, you know, visualize for yourself. She's right, dude. Tell like a story. <laughs> oh my god, it's me! It's already me. So, Mark, have you done any that's brewing in, at the brewery or no? Account. No, no, they don't. They don't let me brew. No, nope. <laughs> on purpose uh, or yeah. uh, specifically? It was well, damn near written into the contract. Uh, no, it's uh, there's there a like way a, to work up. Is there right. like a poster that says "Do not let this man yeah. enter into no, the well, brewery"? Well, I mean, Mark, 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 the opposite of a right. wanted poster. <laughs> we're we're short on resources, so we have to put folks in the spot that they make the company the most money. <laughs> Right? Yeah, that's and Mark is uh, probably sense. loading. So there's starting a spot out loading for cans into cases is not where Mark would make us the most money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, however, I did um, I did haul stacks of grain 
up the stairs into the old pilot system for the first batch of M43. Once. <laughs> you, one, wow. one sack of grain. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a partial sack, now that I think about it. So let's, <laughs> let's take away from M43. Let's take away from all these delicious beers that you have. You go into the brewery tomorrow. What is that next beer you want to make? Recipe you don't have yet or a recipe that you want to revive maybe from prior to Old Nation? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, there are a lot. I think once you get a kind of a deep catalog, it's... Uh, What's interesting to me right now is we got this uh, this young guy Josh Rake who came to us from New Holland, right? And uh, all these young guys come in, you know, just full of piss and vinegar, and they're ready to make, you know, the next big M43. thing. You know? And uh, I, Mark said that for <laughs> I, the listening audience <laughs> that uh, they're 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 looking to make the next big thing, and so. Um, a lot of these guys come in and they're like, you know, this this recipe has, you know, 50 different malts and, you know, 20 different hops. And I mean, I'm exaggerating, obviously. Yeah. And it's, you know, 15 percent alcohol. And let's do this. Right. And uh, our Nate and I, again, coming from more of a classical sort of upbringing in beer, our perspective is what, you know, tell me what your point is. Right. And let's use as little as possible to make that point. Right. And Josh, this kid. I mean, he's not a kid. He's 25, 26, but came in right away with this recipe that was for a honey saison, and it was perfect. It was super direct. It obviously had a point. It wasn't overdone, um, and he wasn't just doing shit to do shit. You know what I mean? It all worked, obviously, on paper, um, so I, that is what I would like. So I kind of see that. I'm first seeing that as like a, some sh- sort of Shark Tank episode. Where you and Nate are sitting around and they're pitching you these ideas. <laughs> huh? I'm, I'm super nice. Nate's a dick to those kids. So you guys are in these. So you guys are. <laughs> <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> like clip that one and send it to Nate. <laughs> no, he's not at all. Man. You guys are at bar schools and, and they're going through their Shark Tank presentation. And you're, yeah. and you're just sitting there. But why? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I kind of. I mean, it's not. You know, it's not like that exactly. But it is. You know, what what is it that you want to do, right? Uh, and that is the answer, or that is the question, right? What is it that you want to do? Well, I want to do this. The answer what, crawlers. Right, the answer <laughs> crawlers. What, what, what do you want to do? I want to do this. Okay, well, why do you want to do it? Right? Because the answer is because nobody has done it before. That's not enough, right? It, it may also be good, but the fact that you intend to freak out some squares with the thing that you're doing is not a good enough reason to do it. So what's in this cannibal, Mark, that we just poured? Uh, that, so that's uh, Mimi. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. so it, so it's not me, my, it's me, me. Uh, it's, it's I like to say Maine to Michigan. Yeah, it's um. So this is uh, when did when was this brewed? Uh, February, I think. Yeah, um, February twelfth. So the hops have already fallen off. Yeah, it's dead. It's oh, dead it's dead. Yeah. It's dead as a doornail. Um, it's essentially a porter. Sweet, at this point. a little malty. Yep. Yeah, this is. I found a can at home in the moving process. <laughs> yeah, it's good. The pineapple comes through a lot more now in the flavor. Um, so that, that only 10.3% ABV, folks, by the way. What, what you don't taste, though, what I don't taste in this beer is that 10.3 or 10.08. Not yeah, at all. That's yeah. the trick. Yeah. So you've been doing more events of late. How do you guys decide where you guys are going to do your you know, tap takeovers or your, yeah. your events? like? It's a great question. First on the list is folks that supported us before the M43. Yeah. Right? So a lot of times you'll see us in counterintuitive places. Well, yeah, for the dwarf fucking only. And Pumpy Cake. <laughs> <laughs> nice Pumpy Cake guys, too. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, Ken, I, for sure. I've been with you to hear three times. You know what I mean? I've got So there is this time. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, yeah, I, I forgot what the question was now. How do, so, you, how do you pick your places? Oh, yeah. Like, how, okay. you, you'll see how can stuff I get you on the east side? Okay, so the next <laughs> event we're doing is on, is at Horrocks, right? What's Which is mean? a farmer's market in Lansing, Battle Creek, and there's one in Grand Rapids now, right? But they pushed our beer before we had M43, so we do as much as we can for them. Quite often we'll have – they certainly get as much beer as they want, Right. Um, and uh, they absolutely will get, you know, first release. They'll be the first place to have Greenstone and the new Full Earth and all that kind of stuff as well. Did we? Do we have Full Earth? Do we drink that? No, I could have filled it for you, but then I was like, Ken doesn't like IPAs. Ken. So he doesn't even like IPAs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why. I think my twenty percent like of the hosts. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's the first way. The second way are uh, folks that um, that continue to do a good job of supporting us now. Absolutely, we we, um, we you know we went to Brown Iron on a Tuesday, Wednesday, right, and did a little mini. I mean, everything we do is a mini tap takeover. We don't because we didn't really have much more than I think we brought six. Yeah, it maybe. was great. It was a yeah. great night. Um, yeah. So, if we can help fill a place that supports us on a on a Tuesday, then we're happy to do that. Um, we uh, we don't do a tap takeover to sell six kegs of beer. We do it because we want to help out um, the people that support us. Now, how do I get you to the east side? Um, I tell you what, we're we're talking like St. Clair Shores. Tell, <laughs> tell Brian Walker to set something up. Who's yep. that? Um, over at Boatworks. Boatworks. Okay, yeah. I'll make it happen. Yeah, those yeah. guys are great. Yeah, I mean there are a lot of really great bars around. Here. A bunch those of them. He's great. just the the first one off the top of my head that that just churns through. Has been a great early supporter of us and and churns through beer for us. So pushed, yeah. r- real quick. So this is pronounced Mimi. Is that I mean, is that the intention? I, like, well, you're the you're the fucking person <laughs> selling it. I don't know why you're. I, here's what I'm really saying. Didn't. Yeah. Uh, Yes, it's meaning, but I don't get mad when you change it up. Yeah, me, my. Yeah, Maine whatever. to Michigan. People yeah. say Maine to Michigan. That's I have heard. It's, I do like it. It's that like they cool. take their time. Yeah. 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 So uh, just want to give a little shout out because I see it's on draft actually at one of our former sponsors and uh, one of the folks who supported us at day one, Three Nick Scoreboard over in <laughs> Allen Park. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you sure are is. looking for this beer live right now, you can head on over to Allen Park and check it out. Uh, go say hi to Ryan and the uh, scantily clad women. Oh, uh, is that what? It's a bikini bar. Oh, oh! Even in the wintertime. Oh, Are they like furry bikinis in the wintertime? I mean, I've only gone during. That's, I've, I've only gone during the Bourbon <laughs> that, County. That's why really. those places exist <laughs> for practicality. Yeah, you, they had the furry hats, the yeah. Russian type hats. <laughs> Cossack. Yeah, the Cossack. Well, it's been like a silly show today. <laughs> well, I think. I mean, the the beer itself has probably not been the the lowest of ABVs. It has not. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean we did go through a string of lagers here, or of the you know the pilsners and. The, I mean, well, you know, that like that pils was actually really good. But as we're finishing off with 10% Mimi, Maine to Michigan, Mimi, Elemental P. Uh, the reason why I hesitate when you ask me what it's named is because I, um, as a person who handles marketing and development and things like that, whenever there's an, in, any sort of ambiguity with something like that, that's a, that tells me that maybe I, we should have gone a different direction. <sighs> so this beer, this Mimi, mm-hmm. fucking love it. Delicious. <laughs> I fucking love it, man. He loves it. So, so it's probably a really it. bad that's, idea. That's why I brought it. That's why I brought it. It's, 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 it's probably a really bad idea. It's a really idea. bad triple. You, know, you can't yeah. ever just say something fucking nice. Right. Yes, I can. <laughs> because, because when you add actually, you know what? It's actually pretty good. Uh, you sound it's, pretty it's fucking surprised. Pretty <laughs> you know, I think they were going to. I thought they were just going to blow. Oh, guys. my God. But actually, <laughs> it was fucking great. To be honest, the level of triple IPAs that I like involve one, and that's one-year-old Devil Dance. Answer. Oh. Now to now yeah. to that's right. Yeah, I don't need to age that. I don't yeah. need to age, age this Mimi, Maine to Michigan. Four months. Yeah, 
Oh, I mean, it's it's delicious. It's we've had it actually before on the show, and I liked it on the show. Did you? Um, so I, I haven't had any issues with it, but it's juicy. It's got that like litter, little little uh, bitter back end, like right at the the end of the the yeah. draw. But kind of a snap. Um, well, juicy, but it's it's, it's not a uh, snap like a smack. It's I just like a, a, a little. Well, yes, Angela, what would you like to say? <laughs> you know, hold on one second. I'm going to mute everyone. Go on, Angela. <laughs> Go on. I have I have nothing to say. I'm proud of you. You're proud of me. For opening your mind. I, I've always opened my mind. The only thing I don't try is chili beers. Is that is that that's not really that hard to ask. Did you do like, a habanero M forty three? I will never drink I mean, that. Did it really? We did it for the anniversary party. We squirted some habanero shit into a keg of M forty three. And people liked it. We did. We squirted the <laughs> shit out of it. We did. We did. Yeah. That it was spicy. just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I can't yeah. even handle today. It was super gross. Have, have you guys ever participated in the Cascale Festival over no. in Ashley's? Ashley's? No. 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 But uh, I was lucky enough to work with uh, George Murphy at Arcadia in like 2002, 2003 when they were still consistently doing. Camera style Cascale. So what does that mean? Uh, so camera, camera is the. I'm not going to remember. It's the thing on your phone that you take pictures with. Yeah, C A M R A. The campaign. Anyway, real ale is what they're talking about, right? Real British ale. So no forced campaign for real ale. Campaign for real ale. Not sure why the A in camera. I I don't. Or the but M. that's that's like <laughs> camera.org.uk. Oh, cam, cam from campaign and then R A real ale. Um, but anyway, they had Caught this, that faster than I did. They had this great book, and I don't know when they published it, but it must have been before 2002. Um, that was essentially a Sellerman's Guide, and it was all this really great. It was a essentially it was a straight up real English publican's guide, right? And so the publican back in the day in England had as much of a role in the beer as almost anyone else in the process, right? Because the beer was shipped to this person still fermenting in the cask. So he or she had to really handle this beer as it aged and tap it at just the right time and make sure it didn't stay on for any longer than it should have and all that kind of stuff, too. So, so in regards to the camera books, which started in 1974, there you go. Wow. Um, they're on their 45th edition in 2018. Everybody should get one. Wow. Every brewer should have that book. So, folks, if you're looking for that, camera, C-A-M-R-A dot org dot U-K is the website. Yeah. Uh, find out all that information. Obviously, Travis probably said a lot more words that you understand more than I do. Um, I so that'll question. help you. Go for yeah. it, Ange. Guys, so rolling into summer because it's about to be June. It is. You can say loggers. I'd prefer if you didn't. But rolling, you know, coming up the next few months, what are your top five beers or breweries from Michigan that you think are going to be hot this summer? Oh, five is a lot. Not old nation. Top just three. just, just three. start three. off. Can we say three? Three. three. Yeah. three. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, because people are going to be traveling around. Hopefully, people are listening. <laughs> we want, you know, I'm just so curious, mind like, you. As much you as we're a podcast specific show, where a lot of people check us out, after, they're watching us. We've on got Twitch. about ten people right on watching us. As yeah, Angela, that's it's, almost a dozen guys. It's damn near. <laughs> that, that is. It's actually a metric so, dozen. I mean, I mean, if 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 trends go up and with the amount of listeners we have, based on what we had when we had you guys they're on last year, uh, we're gonna have a lot of people shut listening up, to the show. So shut up, Matt Bush. W i f o l dot. They do before next off. Saturday when we're having the William International Festival of Lagers. I'm going to do my best to try to get this episode out tonight. <laughs> awesome. yeah, so, yeah, yeah. If so, not tomorrow so, morning. Thank you. Thank you. So post, top three beers. Post festival, you guys are like living the good life because all of that event planning is done. Yeah. What are you doing this summer? Where are you going to drink? What are you drinking? Mark, I'm headed to Atlanta because we need to send beer down there. Hot Atlanta. 
I'm very excited the, about so, this, by the way. So there's a beer called Don't Call It Hotlanta. Is it really? No joke. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, like like we do up here, we're very engaged socially um, online, um, and and I've been brought into the fold a little bit to like their version of some of these groups that we're all, you know, we deal with, and uh, um, and and, and that that started hitting the feed, and they were they were just blowing up how much they love that that the name of the beer. Right. Um, so yeah. So stop it. Yeah. Don't so call Atlanta. it Atlanta. Where, anyway, so um, untapped, it's great. It says, "What's the fastest way to make an Atlanta native cringe?" Say hot Atlanta. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right. That's literally what yeah. it says. Well, on are the there people native to Atlanta? Page. I thought that so was just like the tra- most yeah, transient town. city in the yeah. world. Yeah. So, um, so like I'm going to be, I'm going to get down there and I'm going to try to drink a bunch of Atlanta beer. Um, so that's what I'm going to try to do that first week. And you know, and you asked before and we never answered why Atlanta um, because there's a lot of space between here and there. And uh, we're, we're picking where we go a little bit, I think it's a little bit differently than the way a lot of breweries might do it, in that um, we, we're looking for good distributor partners who will um, work with us in, a, in an advantageous way. Um, we bumped into some folks down there that were, um, that were more than accommodating as it relates to what the, uh, what the agreement looked like. And, uh, and that combined with what the, the, mar- the market had already um, received some of this beer through both um, trading and through a festival that we did down there. They had, through a festival called, yeah, they, they had a festival, get this, you hopheads, uh, Day of the Juice. So they brought in a, a few dozen at least breweries that had uh, just hobby beer and there's um, a lot of those popping up, actually, I feel like. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, it's, yeah. it's what's popular, so that makes sense. Yeah. But. So we burned through a lot of beer at that festival. The The community liked it. The The distributor got back a hold of us and said, here's what we're offering. So so we did it. So so I think what we, you know, if, if we can, it, we can go from Michigan to Illinois to Ohio to Wisconsin, but... Um, it's a lot more fun to go where folks are already really asking for it. Well, and if you, I mean, we're not, like, we're not hunting for volume. Right. Right? We're, this, this is not going to be a lot of beer. Right. And I, I mean, I, not to sound arrogant, and I, I know I have a lot of brewer friends that, you know, cringe when I say this, but, you know, I don't need to sell more beer than I'm selling right now. Right? If folks want the beer that we're making, I would love to give it to them, but I have to give it to them in a context where they understand that it's not going to be around all the time. Right, because we're taking care of Michigan first. So um, Michigan first, Michigan forever. Oh, I would say the, Mich- the first part. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, for me, Michigan forever because I love it very much. But Old Nation will go elsewhere and has already uh, for that reason, right? Because these folks like it, and we're working with distributors in these locations that are kind of these boutique distributors. So it's a new method of distribution. They're spending more money per ounce to sell this beer, but they're. They're curating this beer ultimately, right? And this beer doesn't necessarily need to be curated, but it's limited supply, so it's not. It doesn't fit the traditional distributor model. You know exactly what I'm talking about. So if I found myself in Atlanta visiting my dear friend Dante, who, lo- who is Dante? from Michigan, what a Dante! Shout out to loves Dante. Old Nation. If, Thanks, um, if I'm Dante. down there, <laughs> how, like, how, what am Dante. I going to see uh, M43 pouring for? On June 7th, seven- oh, like price-wise? Well, I guess both. Time, because time, he actually listens, so he might be yeah. curious. Or like the existential reason. Well, yeah. you were talking about <laughs> prices and everything. So, I mean, is it going to be? It's the same. Yeah, I mean it's right. right. It's right there. Um, they're not, yeah. Uh, we're not talking. We're not, we're not paying a yeah. dollar per ounce like, no for more. that gold juice? No, <laughs> no, ma'am. Uh, so, ma'am, the, uh, <laughs> I just 
<laughs> I know. I just want to make, make I want to make it very clear that no, they're not going to. I don't. I, I can't speak to what, how the distributor is going to price it. However, it looks to be um, right along the same lines of where well, we're Well, that's here. awesome. I'm really yeah. excited for you guys. I've I've been a big fan ever since my first taste. Got a lot of friends on board as well. Thank a lot of furry friends Thank too. You. They like the juice. <laughs> I still want to know what you guys are drinking this summer. Top three breweries, beers, whatever. Has something. Doesn't There's I mean a lot of great stuff in Michigan. Whatever you whatever whatever feels. Whatever What's you in your feel. fridge right now? Can I tell you what I just had the other day that just I wanted to go back and I wanted to never leave? It yeah. was uh, I was at Ascension the other day and I had uh, Mo three, which is their triple hopped mosaic um, hazy beer. And I just, I, I stepped, Brandon, uh, the head brewer, was sitting there at the corner bar, uh, and uh, and I just said, this this is just the best um, example of this beer. It was but so good. Great. They're That's doing great example. stuff. Yeah. I've been hounding them. I'm like, I, yeah. okay, if you're listening, Ascension, I'm trying to plan an event with you, so hit me up <laughs> in my email. They, uh, they made a sour brown that was just so good. Um, I think most of their stuff. Yeah. 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 And right there is like this nexus of under, well, not really underappreciated, but just they don't make a lot of well, beer, yeah, but they're, they're not great. Dis- they're yeah. not distributing like, right. uh, you know, statewide. Or, but I mean, there's like Ascension. Little... There's like Witch's Hat. Right. I mean, those they're are two great. breweries yeah. particularly who like everything they make is at least what it says it's supposed to be. Absolutely. Right? Yep. Um, and usually is fantastic. Well, you got like Drafting Table and Draft Horse right over there too. Which oh, is also crazy. great. Yeah, absolutely. That, yeah. that little section of heaven for and River's Edge is right not too far away. Yeah. Also great beer, yep. yeah. Like, coming to but the Lager Festival. River, they call it the, the Grand River Ale Trail. And we yeah. are like the, the westernmost on what right. they call the Grand yep. River Ale. River's Edge will are, be at the Lager Festival. East or west of uh, Ellison? East. East of them. Yeah. So you're, you're so they, they don't get to the... The, the, I, the yeah, west I, part of the Grand. I think they're on the. You're they're the, on the west list part. Too. They're yeah. They're on Dawn Avenue, which is uh, like an industrial park off <laughs> yeah, of uh, Grand River. I've yeah. I've been there once. It was, finding parking was very fun. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna, gonna go. assume that we're drinking all great Michigan beer all summer long. Yeah, I got yeah. another question. What for are you, you drinking, Angela? I'm drinking Old Nation everything. Boom. <laughs> What is uh Thanks, let's let real quick because I think we're running out of time. Also, what we Dante? ran out of time. <laughs> He's Remember, I, I run this show. Let's keep going. Dante. We uh Holy we need to shit. know what kind of we like. What's the next release? Like what? Uh, hmm. I mean, we have to look forward to something. So give so us something. You had Greenstone, uh, Full Earth. It was is, amazing, uh, delicious, tremendous. See, Full Earth See, double IPA. Uh, Full Earth double IPA. Um, is it too, is it too early to talk about the fall? No. Never too early. A pumpkin double IPA? It's June. We need to start thinking about December. Pumpkin Oktoberfest no, no. double it's IPA. It's definitely early. too early to talk about the fall. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll yeah, save I mean, that we'll for see. Right, we'll see. There's a lot that pumpkin has to work 43? out for us to do anything other than M43 and whatever else right. is happening. Boss Tweed and Cart Horse will definitely come out in the fall again. Yeah. Right? Perfect. So Boss Tweed and Cart Horse will be September, March. Greenstone and Full Earth will be March, September. Then we're, we got those New England IPAs covered. And as we can increase capacity or increase flexibility and capacity, we'll release other brands. Do you but foresee Boss Tweed what? seeing a big release again in the fall? Like, do you think you're going to have a party about it? Like, hey, Boss Tweed's back. Have a yeah. Boss Tweed party? Yeah. I mean, I don't. So releases are, I think any honest brewer would tell you that releases are really profitable, right? Um, because you're cutting out three tiers of the three-tier system and establishing the price after those folks take their cut. Not to right? mention, all, I mean, I'm assuming they spend a lot of extra coming in. For I, sure. I, I, uh, I know I do every time, yes. buying a few beers and then dinner for waiting. It's right. just super, super lucrative, right? But I will do releases moving forward, uh, but I don't love the idea of a release. Um 
and so particularly when we so when we are putting out new beers uh, this summer, we're doing this Greenstone, which is not brand new, right? We had a little bit last year, and this Full Earth, which is brand new, and we are not doing a release, right? We're only keeping twenty five or thirty cases at the brewery to sell. Um, the rest of it is going out into the market, right? And part of that is kind of an emotional response to what happened with the Strawberry M forty three. And and part of it is just trying something new. So we'll see we'll see where we go. See, I I love your releases because I love the Facebook updates. Yes, and Thanks, the man. the <laughs> pissed offness of everyone. Oh it really yeah. feeds my soul. Oh, yeah. I hate it. Yeah, like, your troll soul. Your, oh, your, inner, oh your inner troll. Like, I I can't dark, keep dark up soul. with everything, but I think your that. Tony and Deck B is up to like thirty something strawberry and forty. My man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> well, hey, say. now we should say congratulations to Tony. Should Tony. we? Yeah, we. It's. Too, it's, it's does it's he a, listen? Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. Listen. Even if he doesn't, <laughs> well, if he doesn't, it doesn't matter. Tony, Tony and Whitney. Tony and Whitney had a baby last yeah. night. So. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. So congrats to Tony and Whitney. <laughs> yeah. Did they um, name do you it? think he drank tart strawberry? <laughs> they did. They named it tart strawberry. Tart strawberry cafeo. Oh, for I was real. Say ts cafeo. <laughs> for real. Yeah. Is that like ts Elliot? It's ts cafeo. Pretty red. I was gonna say yeah. I may or may not be texting Tony right now. Ts Quinn. It's not twelve year old. Twelve year old ts. Why is why name if you participate in the beer scene? Right. Right. You get your baby lauded on the Better on Draft podcast. Can you imagine? So, guys, that's going to do it for us here, Better on Draft Podcast. Old Nation, guys, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. We love seeing your growth. Obviously, as our shows continued, we've just seen you grow exponentially. Uh, You're going to go at least double this year. I don't know what's going to be the future, but obviously we'll have you on again to talk about it. Don't talk. Don't, don't call don't it hot Atlanta. Atlanta. Don't call it's it. It's been here for years. It's been here. <laughs> no, that's that's. I know. But it does fit rhythmically. That, that, that's that's a mute for that. So that's gonna do it for us here at Better on Draft Podcast. Sporkle Live Trivia, North Center Brewing, Brown Iron Brew House, and Zatuna Liquor. Zatuna. Don't forget to check them all out. We appreciate their sponsorships. Old Nation, go check them out over in Williamston. Michigan, they have plenty of beers on draft, including the delicious brown, the Electron Brown right now. Truly. Go right. check it out, as well as, I guess, all the other IPAs and stuff that they One do. Or two. Like, oh, seven. <laughs> seven, <laughs> ten. I mean, we have 12 taps, teners. The four know. right now. There's four on right now. <laughs> yeah. So no matter what you think of your beer, we think it's better on draft. Have a good night. Where's Rob? Hold on. Peace. <laughs>